Yes! The best show is back on another Tuesday night. Another glorious bleeping Tuesday night. Right? Tuesday bleeping night, man. It's time for a couple bleeping things. The bleeping best show. Well, now this bleeping OJ thing is on. Man. Truth be told, I'd be watching that tonight. Instead of doing this dumb show. But I'm here. But I want to tell you, my friends, about what? Well, get ready, my friends. Do you, the best show listener, are you aware of the magic and power of Mac Weldon? It's clothes for dudes. Got t-shirts, hoodies, socks, underwears. It's nice stuff, man. I got a whole bunch of it. I'm telling you, these socks are super cool. I'm going to wear them next week, Mike. Yeah. Smart design, premium fabric, simple shopping. Easy as pie to order from uh, that site. MacWeldon.com. And it's Mac, M-A-C-K, Weldon, W-E-L-D-O-N.com. MacWeldon. And if you don't like the first pair of what you get, keep it. And they'll refund you, no questions asked. How about that, man? Unbelievable. Stuff looks cool. It's comfortable. Naturally antimicrobial. Can't go wrong. Mac Weldon, man. Go over. MacWeldon.com. M-A-C-K-W-E-L-D-O-N.com. And get 20% off by using promo code BESTSHOW. That's 20% off by using promo code Best show, MacWeldon.com. And now, my friends, the best show is going to begin. And you are going to call 201-332-3484. And we're going to talk about the big questions. Best show.
the best show back again Tuesday night. My name is Tom Sharpling. I'm here with you for a classic episode of the show. No, it's not a uh, repeat. It's all new. And I can prove that it's new by mentioning something that's in the news. Uh, the, the Iowa caucus was yesterday. And Mike. Alright, that's enough. That. And here's more music. That's what that's gonna be. Um. The Iowa caucus, and then Mike's dude, uh, Ted Cruz cleaned up. Mike's been, uh, flyering Bayonne for him. For, but for the Iowa caucuses, Mike was doing that. That's the weird thing. The people in Bayonne can't vote in the Iowa caucus, Mike. Nobody told them. That was the funny part of it. During the snowstorm, Mike was putting flyers on windshields, trying to get out the vote for Ted Cruz in Iowa. I think he, I, look, politically, do I agree with him? No. Do I think he looks cool? Yeah. I think he's a cool-looking dude. Uh, Terry T. uh, said he looks like uh, uh, Grandpa Munster. And he definitely has a Grandpa Munster vibe going on. Right? I'd vote for him if he started wearing a cape. And, like, going... if If he called himself Ted... Grandpa Munster Cruz and started campaigning doing like a a, a Grandpa Munster impression. Hyman. He was like, I want y'all to vote for me. Hyman told me you should vote for me. Like, yeah, I'd vote for him if he did that. But you know what I'm going to vote for? Good music. I just cast my vote three times. That's right. Don't ever say I can't do a segue. Kelly Stoltz. The great Kelly Stoltz from his Circular Sounds album, which came out on the Sub Pop label. We heard When You Forget. Great song, great album. Great musician. Great. Everything's great when it comes to Kelly Stoltz. Ultimate Painting before that, from their album Green Lanes. It's on the Trouble in Mind label, the amazing Trouble in Mind label. I've Got the Sanctioned Blues, is the name of that song. This album's really awesome. Came out last year. Can't go wrong with Ultimate Painting. Trouble in Mind is the label. Troubleinmindrex.com And starting us off, something new. That might have been a world premiere. <gasps> Simon Doom is the name of the artist. It's uh, uh, the it's uh, Simon from the band uh, Karoma. Is that how you say him? Karo. I can never say it right. K U R O M A. Saying Karoma. 
Great band. I loved their album last year. He's got his side project. Simon Doom. The EP comes out, uh, I believe, next week. Name of that song was Roseate. Everybody knows what that is, right? It's a bird. Learn, you dummies. Learn. It's a bird. EP comes out next week. And the name of the EP is... Hmm. Negotiate with the Monkey. Good title. Simon Doom, world premiere. I should have put world premiere. Best show premiere all over like... Ruin it so that no one can actually enjoy it. Self-defeating. That's not what we do here, though. Others defeat us. We are not self-defeating. Here. No, the world defeats us. I don't... I'm not my own worst enemy. The world is my worst enemy. It's all of you that are my worst enemy. I am not my own worst enemy. Ah, oh, my friends, the phone number 201-332-3484. We got all sorts of stuff we're going to do tonight. You know what I want to do? On an overall sense, we I want to talk about the big questions, not these dumb little things, because I'll get people that go like, yeah, you talk about this small stuff. I always love when I get a, an email from somebody, from some egghead who's you talk about television a little too much on the show well sorry you want me to do i watch television too much so i talk about it too much what am i supposed to talk about a new issue of high fructose we're running an art show here no no ironically we're making high art here High and low, man. High and low. Some heavy-duty art going down here. But it's the kind... I'm one of those uh, uh, ones you all laugh at. Outsider artists. But I don't know it. I'm not supposed to know that if I am. Right? Outsider artists aren't supposed to know that. But I know, man. Years from now. These best shows are going to be pouring over them. Studying. The moves. Everything he say said this. Listen, to this is when he really started to fall apart. If you listen, the way you creeps analyze, uh, yeah, whatever, uh, the tapes of people losing their marbles. Bob Dilbin or Emily, uh, who? What? What's that one po- poet, Mike? Emily Dickinson. The way you creeps pour over that stuff. You'll be pouring over this. This is really when the wheels came off the thing. He really, he never came back from this moment. Yeah, that's where we're heading, man. I know it. You know it. That's why you're here, you ghouls. 
And if I'm speaking to someone in the future, I will address this now to someone in the year, hmm, 2380. I'm assuming you guys will be listening to this, uh, uh, 350. 350, 370 years from now. People of the future, I am in the past, but I am of your kind because we have the human bond between us. Although you guys are probably have robot at this point. I am the last generation that was all human before man melded with machine. And became android. I think androids are, no, cyborgs are half man, half machine. Before the singularity took place. And man and machine became one. I am from yesteryear. The way my yesteryear was, was Abbott and Costello. Things like that. That was my yesteryear. But I am now your yesteryear. And I hope you're enjoying the future. End of transmission. That wasn't the most meaningful message to the future, but what are you going to do? You can get that uh, Simon Doom over, uh, I think he's got a thing set up at Bandcamp if you search Simon Doom. It's really good. New Coen Brothers movie comes out on Friday. Hail Caesar. So tonight, one of the things, we're going to talk about the big issues. Why the big themes. But we'll also rate these Coen Brothers movies, top to bottom. We'll figure the best and the worst ones out. I just watched Inside Lewin Davis. Uh, the Criterion uh, Blu-ray came out for it. Holy moly, is it good. I love that movie so much. Story of... A guy who keeps failing while less talented people around him succeed and the world seems pitted against him and it's snowing it threw a fair amount of the movie. It's New York. New York. Takes place in New York. And he's surrounded by dolts and half-wits who go up the ladder while he slides down the ladder. So it was nice to see something that I really didn't have a lot of like person, because that's the good thing about art. It's like, yeah, I don't have anything in common with that, but it's nice to see just the, the, the what must mean something to others reflected on the screen. Now that's a great movie inside Lewin Davis. So tonight... We will figure out the best and worst Coen Brothers movies. Amongst other things. Right? We'll figure other things out too. Hey, one thing I want to figure out how to get some new, uh, new staff going out there. You know, one thing I, I want to figure out also, which we'll talk about there, I want the, the guys out there, uh, Pat, Byrne, and, and Dudio, and AP Mike, think about this. You're in jail. 
what well, how do you make it in jail i want to see what these guys think of their fate if they were sent to jail let's just say we were all sent to jail for a 10 year a 10 year stretch i want you to tell me how you would navigate through jail. And I'll bring bring them in throughout the show to discuss this. But reflect on it now, guys. Reflect on it now. Phone number 201-332-3484. If you've got big questions, you call me. We'll take on the big, the big, the big themes, come up with some big answers. By the time this show's over, they're all going to be answered. You're going to look back and go, yeah, I guess they answered them all. You know what I finally finished, Mike? I read Catch 22. I did it. Years of stopping and starting. I would start reading it, read six pages, be having a good time. Then start reading something dumb. Then uh, turn around and suddenly that book, I don't know, it's, it's at the bottom of the pile again. I did that probably three times. Starting and stopping. But finally, now. I made it all the way through. Boy, am I, boy, am I getting dumber that I have to proudly proclaim that I read a, a book. I did like, I liked it a lot. It's great. I, I'm going to read, I, I want to, I, look, I'm, I'm not going to jump right into another Joseph Heller book right now. Mike likes something happened. The, his follow-up. He only he did not write a lot of books. He wrote a lot. He wrote screenplays and, but he definitely took his time between novels. I need to. Uh, the one I will never read is the sequel to Catch Twenty Two, Catch Forty Four. No, it's called uh, Close Closing What. Closing time, something? I'm not reading that. You couldn't pay me to hang out with Yosarian again. But God bless him. I ain't going back there again. Just like Lindsey Buckingham said, never going back again. When, try, right? Tried to read it one time. Tried to read it two times. Finished it when it snowed. But I'm never going back again. Cause you know what it's like? It's like a bad, dr- the whole book is like a frustrating dream. It's like people telling you why nothing can happen. Over and over. Why nothing can happen. You're just stuck on the treadmill. It's going nuts. That movie. Watch the movie after I read, and the movie, not so hot, man. And not a good movie. Mike Nichols, the ma- the, 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 the king of volume, is what he did. 
Hey, what's a great Mike Nichols movie? Man, he made a bunch of okay ones. He made like 80 okay movies. No, okay, The grad, the Graduate. The, gra- uh, the Graduate. Yeah, of course, The Graduate. But you know what? I'm telling you, for the bad movies The Graduate made other people make, The Graduate, the graduate has uh, crimes to answer for. Everybody got every every uh, half good looking dude thinks they could. Uh, I'll be like Dustin Hoffman. I'll make my graduate. You got David Schwimmer doing the pallbearer. You got uh, what's his face uh, Zach uh, Bra- Bra- Zach Braff making his movies. The graduate spawned more trash, man, than. Yeah, so one great movie inspired all 50 bad movies. Yeah, cull. Oh, look, they're all okay. This guy's, I'm not taking this anti-Mike Nichols stuff. First thing he mentions, wolf. Yeah, you're right. Wolf. Jack Nicholson's a wolf running around. Ain't got no time to watch Jack Nicholson run around in a wolf costume. Right? American pervert in Hollywood, right? Pervert uh, wa- werewolf. I think I'm turning into a wolf. If I was to turn into a wolf, it might go something like this. And any, like if Jack Nicholson started doing stand up, right? Now this guy, now this guy's saying. This guy, Devon Tony, he's saying, on, on Twitter, he's saying, no, Wolf is one of the best movies I've ever seen. He said, back off. Jack Nicholson putting on Wolf. You know what's great, Jack Nicholson? I watched the, the, the Monty Hellman movies. I watched The Shooting and Ride in the Whirlwind. Those were great movies. That's the Jack Nicholson I want. Yeah, Carnal Knowledge is very good. These are not great. They're not, none of them are out of my favorite movies. They're all very good. That's a, it's very good. No, for who's afraid of Virginia Woolf? Very good. Graduates, great, but has spawned a hundred crimes against humanity. Every every goofball thinks they can do do their sad movie. I'm sad. It'll be a movie about me being sad. I'm going to show I'm sad. And I could be a movie star, too. Yeah. Not happening, man. Wolf. Okay, you know what he directed? Puts him right in the pile. He directed a Gary Shandling, What Planet Are You From? One of the few movies I've walked out of. These are the movies I've walked out of. Beastmaster. What planet are you from? Schenectady, New York. Because I was sad that day. I went to see it and I was sitting there and I'm just like, I can't handle this right now. Couldn't handle the the little coffin through me. I was like, yeah, this is, I'm not in the mood for this today tiny cough. I was like, nope. Can't do it. 
but Mike Mike Nichols made a lot of made a lot of very. Hey, look, you don't think I understand consistency and making stuff all the time? I'm here every week doing this thing. The only reason I didn't come last week, I was sick as a dog. I was so sick last week, I couldn't move. The flu bug got me. I ran myself down, and then the cold stepped in. Took me down for the count. Hi, everybody. Tim Heidecker here. We have a brand new Office Hours that just came out of the oven. We've got legendary psych rocker Ty Siegel. And Doug is back from down under. G'day. G'day. And his mommy came with him. Mommy and Gary Lusenhop are here, too. Alicia let me know that she finished the White Album, has thoughts on that. So much more on this legendary episode of Office Hours. Find us on your podcast app of choice or watch us on YouTube at youtube.com slash office hours live. So who are the animals? Because I don't smell them. So, yeah, so um, 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 uh, I read Catch-22. It was great. I finally did it. It was nice to put it behind me, though. You know, cause I was, I was, I felt like it kept winning. It's like, I'd start to read it, get it, I'd be enjoying it. Then suddenly it's like, I think I might want to read this, uh, I'll pick it back up, but I'm just going to take a quick detour and read this 33 and a third book. Tiny little book about, you know, making of, uh, Whatever album was reading about, uh, the Zyrica. So yeah. I went, I went back. I knocked, and knocked you out. And I yelled at the book after it was done. I threw it on the floor and went, you got knocked the bleep out. Yeah. Screamed right in the book's face. You know the other movie I saw? The Revenant. You see The Revenant, Mike? Did you like it? That stinks. It's terrible. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a video game movie. It's a movie. It's like, this is the math equation right now. Write this out, people. Jeremiah Johnson plus video games. Close parentheses. We'll put those in parentheses. Open parenthesis. Jeremiah Johnson plus first person video game, uh, first person shooter video game. What would that be? Red, Red Dead Redemption? Minus. No, time, times. It just has to be times uh, uh, by people with uh, uh, caramel in their mouth. Half that movie, I thought people were loading up on a bit of honey before they take to the set. (laughs) One guy, I could not understand that guy. 
The one guy? Yeah. I'm going to the thing. I'm going to go, go look for pelts. You tell me I didn't come out here to do a thing. I came to get paid for pelts. That's the most I understood that he said in the whole movie. No, I'm going with the pelts. You tell me to come on, go for... It was like bit of honey. It was like... It was, it was like... They were just like... Shoving as much... They were having a bit of honey eating contest. And then the director goes, action! And they're like, what? Action? We're having a bit of honey eating contest over here. He's like, we have a half hour of natural light. So they run. And they start, I'm going with the pelts. I'm going with the I'm telling you, I could. And it's like this move. Look. Was Leonardo DiCaprio good in it? Yeah, he's great in it. But he also might as well have been on the uh, on that Steve uh, that Steve Austin, the Stone Cold Steve Austin show, the game show, the 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 running up hills and crawling under, you know, uh, whatever. Just like it was like an it was like an obstacle course. Yeah, it's like watching Leonardo DiCaprio. Do an obstacle course uh, in a fur coat with with bit of honey in his mouth. That's what the whole movie was like. I couldn't believe it. Oh, but don't worry, it was two hours and forty minutes long. And then when I Jeremiah Johnson, I watched Jeremiah Johnson again. This movie's so great. From the early 70s, it's Robert Redford, John Melius wrote it, out in the woods. There ain't nothing faked in that thing, man. There ain't no dude in a, in a, a green thing with the, like, with the ping pong balls all over it pretending to be a bear. But they got real bear scenes, man, in, in the Jeremiah Johnson. There's a real bear in that thing. Come on, Leonardo. You move it. You, you get your ass going. Like, uh, on the Steve, Steve Austin broken skull challenge, whatever it is. Come on, Leonardo. You get going. All right, Tom Hardy. Let's get you get up the hill, Tom Hardy. All right, Leonardo, get inside that horse. You get in that horse. I'm going with the pelts. I want to get pelts. You go with the man with the pelts. Come on, Leonardo. You run. You got to get revenge. You're a revenant, man. You run. You chase him down. You're a revenant. I'm going with pelts. You take your pelts and you run. Steve Austin. The Revenant. It's going to win every award to everyone. Every single one. Leonardo DiCaprio couldn't have been better than in, um, than in, um, uh, 
The Wolf of Wall Street. This is one of the top comedic performances of the last decade. The physical comedy he did in that thing. When he took the Quaaludes. You remember Wolf of Wall Street, Wall Street, a.k.a. Quaaludes the movie? A.k.a. We had Quaaludes and you don't, the movie. If, 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 if Martin Scorsese had like the inside track on like Quaaludes coming back and they hired, like if they hired him to do like, look, Marty, Quaaludes are coming back, uh, original formula, Quaalude classic. They're coming back. We need you to get the world. We need you to get people wanting Quaaludes again. And he'd be like, I think I know what to do. I'm going to make this movie Wolf of Wall Street for three hours. People are going to come away with this saying, I sure wish I had had a chance to try Quaaludes. That's what that would have been. That movie. If at the end of it, it said sponsored by Quaaludes. And why does everything have to like be then with the revenue was it really was like watching it was like watching someone play a video game. I thought it was like in Best Buy standing there watching some kid play a video like like the fighting. You can't even see what goes on with it. I don't know, man. You say you say what you want about uh about uh uh about Quentin Tarantino. Mike 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 hates that dude's movies so much. At least that dude can film a, uh, an action sequence. He doesn't need to film it like you're in it. He just shows it to you. You watch it. What's all thing you got to be inside of it? What am I wearing? A virtual reality helmet? An optic, uh, optical nerve or whatever it is? What is that thing called, Mike? Optimus Prime? What is it? Oculus Rift? Yeah, no, not me, man, not me. Not doing it. I don't know why, I don't know where that comes from, man. It's not my scene. These immersive movies now, like Gladiator was the first one when you couldn't even see what the fights were. Just show it. I want to just watch the fight. Don't you want to be in the fight? No, I just want to watch it. So, yeah. Jeremiah Johnson, open parenthesis, Jeremiah Johnson, plus video game, first person, Red Dead Redemption, close parenthesis, times bit of honey, Equals the revenant. There's your math equation. But Leonardo did so many things. Yeah. Okay. Wasn't a real horse, first of all. He went in a horse. Yeah. A fake horse. Yeah. Luke, uh, Mark Hamill went inside a tauntaun in the Star Wars movie. 
can see anybody giving him an Oscar. Because he went inside a Tauntaun. And yeah, this Mike Nichols, he directed a movie. What planet are you from? Gary Shandling, my my enemy. The guy who was, he was so nasty on Twitter. So nasty. So nasty on Twitter to me. Could you imagine that? I, I asked him a fair and square question about the Larry Sanders show. And this bum, this bum, this egomaniacal bum took my honest question, which was, I asked him, because I had watched all the episodes, do you think that Artie, the producer of the show, I wanted to know if he thought that, or if Artie thought that Larry was funny, or if he was just a soldier to defend Larry and the Larry and protect the Larry Sanders show. Because if you watch the show, Artie, played by Rip Torn, does not do a whole lot of laughing at Larry. He's not actually la- he'll he'll clap and bang the rolled up script in his hand and say, That was funny, my boy, and all that stuff, but he was not actually like laughing at him. Who's on the hotline, Mike? Uh, All right, we'll take that in a second. Tell her to hold tight. So, uh... Man, what was I saying? Oh, I got distracted. Oh, so yeah, I asked him this question. And he writes back, and you're saying that you don't think I'm funny? Like he took it in some way that he, I was trying to say he wasn't funny. Why are you saying that I'm not funny? Gary Shandling, you bum. And he got so nasty with me that you know what? You, you rubber face bum. I got no need for you. You did one you, you tripped over one thing once, Larry Sanders show. You made one perfect thing, and that, look, that'll stand the test of time. You don't even deserve to be next to your own thing. Not be nice to me. Watched every episode. Every episode. And that, thumbs down, you put him in the hate. He's going in the toilet, not even the hate pit. He's going on the new thing, Mike. Start a new list. And for people who don't know the show yet, when I talk about Mike, he's the associate producer of the best show. We have a team out there. We have Dudio, who's the dude who built the studio. We got uh, Pat Byrne, who's the jack of all trades. The kid. And we got the AP Mike, the the... He's the associate producer. He's holding it down and screening the calls and just, he's like the conduct. He's like the Mr. Holland of the show. He's conducting. 
He's like, it's like in the Minority Report when Tom Cruise was sliding those pieces all over the place. That's what Mike does with the calls. New list. We used to have the hate pit, Mike. Now it's a new thing called Planet Toilet. Okay? Planet Toilet. There's one inhabitant right now. Gary Shandling is on Planet Toilet. Best show. Hi. Hi, Tom. Hi, who's this? This is Graham in Toronto. Graham in Toronto. How are you tonight, Graham? I'm good. How are you, Tom? I'm good. How many other Grahams do you know? Uh, not, not many. I've like met a few, but I don't really mm-hmm. have any like, other friends. How many Graham. people in your life have like stuck golden Grahams in your face? And said, Ooh, it's you. Do you have those up there, Golden Grams? No. Oh, well, well we, we do, but they're, I don't think, I don't think we have them anymore, actually. You ran them out, huh? Yeah. You ran out the Golden Grams. What can I do for you tonight, Graham? Uh, I said, I had a few for the, the, the three big questions for tonight. Ah, what is a question for you? What is a big question that haunts you, young man? Oh, well, well I, had, I had more of like the answers oh. to the three. Let's hear it. Uh, so, for most offensive song, I had anything by David Allen Coe. Yeah, that's pretty good because um, his songs can be pretty offensive. Yes, and I had super uh, brown pretty. What else? I had a Brown Sugar by the Rolling Stones. Yeah, yeah, a fun song about a slave. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Let's just all rock out to this song about a slave. Okay, that's those are those are great. Yeah, I had a, then I had one more for that, and I had I had me so horny. Yeah, that's that's that covers a lot of bases. Two live crew, me yeah. so horny. Remember when? Did you ever hear when Luther Campbell called the best show? No. During the golden days of Twitter, when Twitter was was something. Twitter's dead, basically now. By the way, everybody should know that it it is. It is now the death rattle is is resonating hard and steady through Twitter. No one new joins it. It's a giant echo chamber of of minutia. Nobody's gonna get anything good out of it anymore. It's dying. So I uh, back in those days. I somehow ended up, one way or another, getting into it with Luther Campbell to where he called the best show. Remember that, Mike? Yeah. Luther Campbell called the best show. Yeah, that was, uh, that was, uh, those were fun days on the best show. And he was like putting himself as a, he put himself out there as if like he was like this free speech advocate. And it's like, yeah, I'm going to, I'm not so sure about that. I'm not so, he would, he would have sold out free speech the drop of a hat, man. 
but he called the show. Somebody, if somebody could pull that clip, I would love that. Who's going to start? Let's get people to start pulling clips, right, Mike? The best of the last 15 years of the best show. Graham? Yeah. Solid way to start the show. Thanks for calling, bro. My friends, let me tell you about a few things. Are you aware that Valentine's Day is right around the corner? Are you aware of that, my friends? And sometimes, okay, all the time, it's hard for us guys to say what we feel. What if there was a gift that said it for you? I read that. Imagine a gift that was thoughtful, easy, that she'd love, and it sent your message perfectly all in one. It's Valentine's Day. You gotta make your mark. You gotta show what's what. You gotta do it right. That's why uh, you got Pro Flowers. Pro Flowers makes Valentine's Day easy. They are the flower pros that you can trust to get the job done right. And right now, Pro Flowers is offering my listeners one dozen assorted roses plus a free glass vase for only $19.99. And if you order this week, they'll throw in free chocolates also. Or really go nuts and double the roses for a $9.99 more. How do you do that? Well, it's simple, my friends. You go to proflowers.com and use my code TOMS. Quick, easy, and delivery for Valentine's Day is guaranteed. The flowers themselves are beautiful and guaranteed to last seven days or your money back. So that's a no-brainer. Can't beat the price. Can't beat the convenience. Pro Flowers takes care of all the details. You get all the glory. Proflowers.com. Click on the blue microphone in the top right corner and type in Tom S. You got to do it right, guys. Valentine's Day. uh, Show the people in your life. And when I say guys, I mean ladies. Everybody should send flowers to everybody. Now. This is not, this is not, uh, the, the, I love Lucy. I'm not in the fifties. But you know what? It's forever. Love is forever. So show that on Valentine's Day. Proflowers.com. Click on the blue microphone in the top right corner. Type in Tom S. And get that deal. A dozen assorted roses plus a free glass vase for $19.99, or you can double up on the roses for $9.99 more. And if you order this week, they throw in free chocolates. Proflowers.com. Click on the microphone. Enter in my code THOMAS. Order today. This deal expires Friday at midnight. I've told you about Squarespace in the past. And I'm going to tell you about it again. It's 2016. This is the year you got to get your, 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 your dream out there. Your, the thing you're passionate about. Get it online. You can't go on without a website in this day and age. And it's so hard to do a website if you're on your own. You don't know code. I don't know code. What are you going to learn code? No. 
This is squarespace.com. Let the experts help out. Squarespace makes it easy to build websites without breaking a sweat. Simple, powerful, and beautiful websites that look professionally designed regardless of your skill level with no coding required. Not only do they provide intuitive and easy-to-use tools to create that website, they've also got state-of-the-art technology powering that site, ensuring stability and security. Some of the most respected people and brands in the world use Squarespace. Can't beat it. 24-7 online customer support and a beautiful website. What are you waiting for? Start the trial with no credit card required and start building that website today. When you decide to sign up, make sure you use the offer code BESTSHOW to get 10% off your first purchase to show your support for the best show. And we always thank Squarespace for their very thoughtful support of the best show. Squarespace, you should. And how about CISO? You know what CISO is, Mike? You don't know what CISO is. Well, you listen to this. CISO is a premium comedy streaming service. On demand, 24-7 streaming comedy, anytime, anywhere. It's curated for dudes like me who know the funny stuff. Original series. Like... The UCB show, a weekly variety sketch showcase from the original founders of the Upright Citizens Brigade. Amy Poehler, Matt Walsh, Matt Besser, and Ian Roberts. The Cyanide and Happiness show. New animated series based on the webcomic. Sammy J and Randy in Ricketts Lane, which is a musical comedy about two mismatched housemates. From a comedic duo, Sammy J and Randy. Sammy J's a human, Randy's a purple puppet. Oh no, that does not sound good. I can think of one purple puppet that's flipping out right now. Hey, that's mine. I'm going to tell you some of the things on CISO. Alan Partridge, Steve Coogan's masterwork. Every single episode is on CISO. The entire Monty Python library remastered into HD for the first time. All the episodes, the Monty Python Flying Circus episodes cleaned up in high def. Holy moly. Kids in the Hall cleaned up. High def, remastered for the first time. How about that? Garth Marenghi's Dark Place is on there. The Mighty Boosh is on there. Nathan Barley's on there. Holy guacamole, man. CISO. S-E-E-S-O dot com. $3.99 Three ninety nine is what it costs. Can you believe that three ninety nine a month? Go start as a guest, no credit card needed. Try it now. New stuff being added all the time. CISO.com S E E S O dot com. Check it out. Fun times, guys. Fun times best show big questions tonight big questions we're answering them all 
We got to start ranking these uh, uh, Coen Brothers movies. But let me go to the hotline. I'm being told that uh, uh, somebody's here. Uh, best show. Hi, Tom. Hi. To whom am I speaking? Oh, this is Roxy in Los Angeles. Roxy in Los Angeles. Now, people might be saying, who's this? I don't know who Roxy in Los Angeles is. Well, I'm going to say you might know her as the the one half of the Dirty Grandpa date that I paid for. Mm-hmm. How much did I pay? $50. 50 $5-0. $50. Bucks. For tickets, two tickets to see Dirty. I said, because Roxy had called a month or so ago and said, I met a guy on a dating service. We went on a date. We both found out we were fans of the best show on the date. And she wasn't sure if there'd be a second date. So I said, I will pay for that second date if you see the movie Dirty Grandpa together. So I paid and you saw it. How was Dirty Grandpa, Roxy? Dirty Grandpa was awfully hilarious. <laughs> I took some notes, if you don't mind me reading them. Did you like when Dirty Grandpa went, Bip! Right? <laughs> I saw that in the trailer. Bip! Yeah. So what are some notes? What are, what are some of the Dirty Grandpa highlights? Um, Dirty Grandpa put Xanax in a beer during a beer pong tournament. Okay. And during that beer pong tournament, Zac Efron vapes crack. There's a lot of vaping in this movie. Fair amount of vaping in the movie, okay. Yeah. Um, Dirty Grandpa hijacks a t-shirt cannon and admits to being a Green Beret on Special Forces immediately afterwards. (laughs) Okay. So he's shooting Uh, the t-shirt cannon at people? Yeah. Okay. Uh, and then my next note says a couple walks out of the movie an hour into the movie. <laughs> like in the movie that happens? Like you actually no, like see in real life, like two shadows get up at the bottom of the sitting, screen. They were sitting a row in front of us. We sat in the very back row and they were just like, yeah, we can't handle any more of this. We're done. We're done. We can't do this. Um, yeah, that's it. Kind of. I mean, it was just really ridiculous. Stupid. Now, Dirty Grandpa, I need to ask mm-hmm. you this. In the in the trailers, it teases that Dirty Grandpa and Aubrey Plaza are going to hook up, right? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Does that actually happen? Spoiler alert, it does. <laughs> oh, boy. Okay. Yeah. Wait, can I tell you the end? Can I tell you? Or do you... No. Okay. I'm going to say this. To the, let me just say this to the listeners. If okay. you do not want Dirty Grandpa spoiled for you, shut the turn the best show down for the next 30 seconds. Yeah. Okay, go ahead. Real fast. Ready? Okay. Yeah. Dirty Grandpa and Aubrey Plaza get married and have a baby in Zac Efron is the godfather. Oh, God. <laughs> that's the ending of Dirty Grandpa? Yes, that's the ending. Oh, Dirty Grandpa. Okay, spoiler <laughs> over. We will never speak of that again. 
great. I, I still can't believe that uh, Rilo Ken, uh, Rilo Ken, Kylo Ren. Which one is it? I can't believe he kills Dirty Grandpa. <laughs> we can talk Terrible. about that now, right? That's safe. That Star Wars movie's been out for a month and a half. That uh, did you see the Star Wars movie, Roxy? No, I've never seen Star Wars. You've any. never seen Star Wars. You're digging yeah. in on that, huh? Huh? You're digging in on that? Yeah, sure. That's fine. Yeah, who cares? I don't care. <laughs> You don't want to see it, don't see it. I won't. Good. Well, it's fair. It's com- totally look, it's it's crystal clear you're not seeing it because <laughs> you've had seven cracks at this now and you are 0 for 7. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm good. So Dirty Grandpa, was it a, Dirty was, was it a good date movie? Um, yeah, it was funny. Like, we saw the movie at Arclight in Hollywood. We met, we parked on the rooftop, and we smoked a little weed before going in, uh, because we couldn't see the sober. Come on. (laughs) And then we bought a lot of candy, Mm -hmm. and this was our last date, though. We are not going to see each other again. He Mm. just wants to be friends with me, so. I'm sorry. It's okay. It's okay. Now, do you feel like Dirty Grandpa had nothing to do with this, though? This was just... No, Dirty Grandpa had nothing to do with Okay, good. He wasn't into me, so... Well, it's his loss. That's that. Ah, whatever. So, Dirty Grandpa... I am going to post this photo of us. I'm going to send it right now. The best show Twitter. Okay, please do. Can I retweet out... The picture of, of whatever picture you're sending of Dirty Grandpa? You can, most definitely. I'm doing it right now. Okay. So the thing <laughs> is, I'll say this. Anybody who finds themselves in the position where they can, where a, a, a best show, if you're, if it's two best show fans looking for love or just whatever, I, will pay for the date but I get to say what movie you see also and then you have to take pictures from the thing too so I get proof and the other thing is if you get married because of this <laughs> I get to say what goes on your wedding cake I get to I get to design what the 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 what happens on the top of the wedding cake. And what did I say for this one, which is not happening, unfortunately. How sad that there's not going to be a Tom Sharpling, Dirty Grandpa mashup wedding cake. What a shame. Yeah, well. Yeah, oh well. (laughs) Look, if you feel, if you meet somebody on uh, on somewhere and you're like, hey, we we are thinking about going, we're both Best Show fans, drop me a line. I'll pay for the How date. How about, are there any Best Show fans in L.A. without beards that want to go on a date with me? <laughs> okay. Well, look. All right. There you go. Look, and people can also, look, you are out of the running with this now. You have, this is a one-time, I can't keep paying for you to, now I'm going to pay for you to go see. No. Uh, it's like, okay, here's the, <laughs> what am I going to go get? Here's tickets to go, you could go see, uh, uh. 
Like what am I, what, what move? I get here's Zoolander 2. I'll go pay. Roxy wants to see Zoolander 2 now. So here's 50 bucks. Okay. No. Now she wants to go see 99 Homes. I want to see the Trolls movie. I want to see Wh- which movie? <laughs> There's a Trolls movie. Troll? Yeah. What's the troll movie? I don't know. My friend Sean sent me a trailer for it. It's a new DreamWorks movie. Okay. And so it was just like animated trolls doing the whip and the nene and dancing to other weird songs. Yeah. So, very uncomfortable. So it's another classic. It's a, it's like Cinderella or, 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 uh, <laughs> or, or, uh, the one where Mickey Mouse, uh, makes the broom come to life, whatever that one was called. Fantasia. Just, right. it'll stand the test of time. A hundred years from now, people will be watching trolls do, uh, whatever. <laughs> doing a Reddit AMA in a animated movie. So, but people can drop me a line if they think, it, if they have the chance for a date. Uh, drop me a line. And also people, be, if you, if you are in Los Angeles and you don't have a beard and you're looking to date someone, you can ask, uh, Roxy out on a date too. Take me on a date. I'm so much fun. Yeah, you'll find yourself on the roof of the arc, arc light (laughs) parking lot. Smoking weed. Yeah. Yeah. But now you're going to do that. They're going to be waiting for you up there. I can only, I can only hope that would be the best or not or yeah. the worst. Well, yeah. <laughs> all right, Roxy. I'm sorry it didn't work out. It's okay. Have... But thanks, Tom. Thanks for paying for the date. That yes. was a lot of fun. Well, we I'm had glad. a we had a really good time actually. Good. So it was totally worth it. Thanks. I'm glad. And you made a friend now. Right? Uh no, we're not going to no? be friends. <laughs> oh. oh, come on. No, yeah, I don't right. need any more new friends. All right, fine. All right, all right. Well, thank you for the call. Well, thank you. Okay, I'll talk to you thank later. Thank you, Tom. I am back. Okay, bye. All right, let's get this Coen Brothers thing going here. Let's get the list of movies. Let's see. No, I don't want to watch a Hell Caesar trailer. Just want to list the Coen Brothers movies. Here we go. I got to come up with a thing here. Is this all of them? Yeah, there they are. Okay. I got to write this out. Blood Simple. Raising Arizona. Miller's Crossing. Barton Fink. Hudsucker Proxy. Fargo. Lebowski. Big Lebowski. Oh, brother. Where art thou? Man who wasn't there. Intolerable cruelty. Here we go. Figuring out... Lady Killers. No Country for Old Men. Burn After Reading. Serious Man. 
True Grit. Inside Lewin Davis. All right, so that's the list. So we're talking about 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16 movies. How about that? That's some kind of run. Does anybody here want to talk about this, Mike? Okay, well, I'll take some calls. And everybody, that's the 16 movies. Think. Best show. Hi, Tom. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Good, good. Zevin uh, from Saskatchewan in Vancouver. What's up, Zevin? <laughs> Just phone in. Uh, well, first of all, as far as the topic, I want to push the Lady Killers for the Coen Brothers movies. I think I think Tom Hanks is pretty awesome in that that one. So you're saying that's the best? No, I'm not saying it's the best. No, but I know that lots of people would say it's maybe the worst. But I think Tom Hanks is really good in it. Yes, he is. Yeah. I agree. But, uh, I was phoning about, um, you were talking about The Revenant and The Hateful Eight a little bit. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm working on a, a movie that a lot of the people worked on both of those movies. So it's a, a film movie. But I, I had a person tell me a funny story about Quentin Tarantino. I wanted to share it. Let's hear it. All right. So, uh, he, they were, uh, in the snow and all this, and, um, one of the transportation people, he was the, the transportation captain, so the guys that, that line up the trailers and all the vehicles, uh, he, he got along well with Quentin, he said, and he, he told me they were standing on, in all this snow, and a guy was driving, uh, the camera car, the one that they run around with the camera arm on it, And the guy was cocky, and he goes, "Uh, I'm going to drive this and turn it around on top of this hill and all that snow. And Quentin turned to the guy I spoke to. He said, is he really going to turn that around? He said, no, no way he's going to make it. So then Quentin walked over to him. He said, there's no bleeping way you're going to turn around up on that hill. There's no bleeping way I'll pay you any kind of money. And then the guy said, well, I'm going to do it. And he goes. He tries, he drives up the hill, and he gets stuck, and then Quentin went up to him. He said, I told you there's no bleeping way you're going to do that. There's no, you, you thought you could do it. I knew you couldn't do it. You owe me money. We bet on that. And and he turned around walked away, and that guy, I think he probably, I don't know, he might have buried himself in the snow. I'm not sure, but I thought that was pretty pretty funny. Yeah, that's thing a fun that, story. That, thanks. No, that's a good story. It's a, you know what it is? It's a look into filmmaking. Sure. I had uh, much grittier stories about The Revenant, but I'm not going to share those. Why not? Well, it's, it's I guess it kind of deflate. Uh, it's like you never want to meet that person that, you know, you look up to, or I don't want to go and you know, tread on Leonardo DiCaprio's Oscar run. You know, it's just one of those things. I heard it was rocky and it was uncomfortable and they all tried and they did what they did, but I heard it was pretty, uh, you know, it was tough. I can actually verify that story um, because I watched the movie. Yeah. Get off my phone. (laughs) 
rocky and hard to make. Yeah. It's all that the movie is. Rocky and hard to make. They could have called it that. Rocky and hard to make. Best show. How's it going, Tom? Good. How are you? I'm all right. Uh, I I know this. I know who this is. I can tell already. (laughs) I can tell already. A former resident of the the fine America's 49th state, the 49th state. <laughs> yeah, I'm Fred from Juneau. The 50th state, sorry. <laughs> Look, I knew it was one of two. I knew it was <laughs> I knew it was either the 49th or 50th state. Honolulu. What am I uh-huh. studying Eng- uh, history? <laughs> no. So it's Fred from Honolulu who now lives in uh where are you now? Bedford Stuyvesant. That's right. Bedford. Fred Stuy, he calls himself now. <laughs> the guy who uh, Chris Gethard can can now know is the one who made it, so there will be no best show Chris Gethard Cruz. <laughs> if the if the if if the blame lay in front of one person, <laughs> it gets put squarely at the feet. I'll take that, man. Of Fred, who made it seem like uh, people would die at <laughs> by his own hand at sea or nobody the, would get murdered by the hand you know he would clean up murders though there's no no yeah. body no murder that's yeah it's a real you're a real uh warner wolf there or whatever it is not warner wolf what's the guy's name walter wolf right i don't know what that is from pulp fiction the ah, Har- okay, harvey yeah. K- he what was his name yeah, mike Wolf. I know it had Wolf in it. I think it was, I thought it was Warner Wolf, but that's the sportscaster. That's the guy who was always like, let's go to the videotape. The guy with those choppers, man. Oh, those choppers. Could you imagine with those choppers? People go get those teeth replaced, right? God bless him. You got to get new teeth. I, 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 I'm glad you're getting the proper dental care. But some people, they go get the biggest choppers they can, that the place will, it's like, just cause your insurance will pay for that much of teeth doesn't mean you have to go get all those teeth. Get that Steve Harvey teeth gone. Hey. <laughs> so what can I do for you, Fred? Uh, can I suggest something from, uh, most offensive song? Sure. Um, have you ever seen, uh, the suite? On top of the pops when they did uh, Wig Wham Bam. Yeah, yeah, where they, these British guys are pretty much mocking Native Americans <laughs> with their yeah. simplistic uh, reduction of of an entire culture. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Amazing lyrics, too. It's very... <laughs> yeah. Look, I'm not going to excuse those guys. It's offensive. It's hard, man. Like, like half the hip hop I like I grew up listening to, I can't listen to anymore. It's like all hate crimes. <laughs> the thing I can't stand is when people like when I'm listening to these hip hop records and they just throw like they throw like fag around like it's uh-huh. like, yeah, like, just like I remember listening to one thing and this guy I forget who it was. It was maybe D Nice where he's like Ooh. he's like uh, he's saying like. He said something to the effect where he's just like, 
you know, I'll make love, but I never ever rape. And it's like, Whoa. it's like, okay, not exactly. What, what do you want for what a trophy? <laughs> what a gentleman! Yeah, what a great guy. He'll never ever rape. Like, uh, yeah, Fred, you rule. You know that, right? Ah, uh, thank you, Tom. I didn't say what you rule. <laughs> I'm out here. Uh, I'm out here at the 24-hour White Castle, just hanging out near uh, Madison Square Garden. So I don't really feel like. I... <laughs> so why why are you there? What are you doing? I'm just doing shady things. <laughs> you are. I tell you, you you're bad news, Fred. Yeah, you're bad news. Yeah, and you're so and you're so into it. That's the weird part. It's really weird out here, man. Like you got no like. It's I don't know how to explain it. I'll talk to you off air about this, but yeah. <laughs> he Fred is the guy who's going to bring back old New York. Like if Fred has his way, it's it'll, like reverse gentrification. I yeah, just move in. Yeah, just... <laughs> yeah, exactly. Fred, yeah. Oh, Fred. I love you, buddy. I'll talk love to you, you soon. Love you too, Tom. All right, you have a good night. Bye. Bye. Good old Fred, right? Mike hates him, but I love him. Best show. Hey, Tom. Hey, who's this? This is Adam from Tampa. Adam from where? Tampa? From Tampa, yes, sir. What's up, Adam? I have uh, a couple for the topic. First, I want to put in my vote for the Coen Brothers movie. What's your favorite? My favorite is A Serious Man. Oh, that is, I gotta say that movie has moved so far up the list for me. It is God, it is, I don't know if it's my favorite, but it's definitely, there's no way it's not top three. It's not necessarily like my, it, it's not necessarily my favorite Coen Brothers movie, but it's definitely their best movie, I think. It's so great. A it really man. is. It is so, it is like the surface has not even been scratched on how great that movie is. Yeah, there's so much going on in that movie that people do, you watch it once, I've seen it four or five times and mm. I still can't get my head around most of it. I think like 20 years from now, that movie will vault so far up there, Liz, that will, people will realize what that movie is. It's so great. I love it. And I, I do you think maybe they'll start running out of people to give Oscars to and give one to Richard Kind for Best Supporting Actor just retroactively? I would be into that. But the only thing is they might also have to give one to uh, Fred Malamud. That's true. Right? There's not a bad performance in the whole movie. No. Cy Abelman. Cy Abelman? Yeah, so he's so good. It's beautiful. Yeah. Everything about that movie is just... Perfect. What's your least favorite, buddy? Uh, probably Burn After Reading. Yeah, I could see that. I could see the Burn After Reading. I might put, well, look, let's get it started here. I would put, uh, I think just you have to put uh, Intolerable Cruelty at the bottom of the list. I don't, I don't disagree with that. So let's just say that that's a that's a safe bet, and this isn't even saying it's terrible. It's just saying it's the it's it's the least good of their movies, right? Yeah, it's like a, at the same time it's sub Clooney and it's sub Coen. Yeah, it's, but it's watchable. It's watchable. It's like a TBS yeah. movie. It's like you watch There's it not on a TBS. Brothers movie that isn't watchable. Exactly. Oh, I know. 
That's why we're doing this, bro. All right. I'm into it. Thanks for the call, bud. Good guy. Good guy. Best show. Hello, Mr. Radio. Your friendly station. Hello? 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 I'm, we're getting echo. Hello? Hello? Are you now? Can you hear me? Who is this? Oh, it's your singer. Oh, I know who this is. Yes, of course. How are you? Oh, great, thanks. The, the mystery yeah. singer. Yes, yes. People are excited on Twitter. They're saying the singing lady is back. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, nice to hear my fan. So are you going nice to sing? Are you going to sing a yes, song? Yes, I am. I am. All right. I am. If you're ready for it. Oh, I'm ready. Turn. turn oh, the, I'm sure turn, you are. Turn your computer speaker down, though. Oh, it is. Okay. It's down. All right. Here we go. Are you ready? Yes. <laughs> Hello, Mr. Radio. You friendly station. So glad of your company. Your morning music. My wife, she ran away. She left our home. And though you're here with me, I'm on my own. Hello, Mr. Radio, you friendly speaker. You played my request today. Request to see her. Your voice comes riding home across the air. And you travel around the world, but still you're here. I heard on the news today, the world is no good. But if she returned today, mine could be so good. I look into the sky. Your waves rush by. The weatherman has lied. And it makes me cry. Hello, Mr. Radio. Do I disturb you? Sometimes I forget my place. I seem to know you. I miss you when you close. You'll never know. And when your programs go, I'm on my own. There you go. All right. There you go. I love it. (laughs) That was great. Have fun, Tom. Bye. 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 Benji Hughes.
Angie Hughes, the songs Take You Home, the album, it's called Songs in the Key of Animals. It's a good album. That's such a great song. It's on Merge Records. Can't go wrong. Can't go wrong with Merge. Benji Hughes. All right, back to the phones. Phones are hot. Hot phones tonight. Hot phones. Best show. What up, Big T? All right, who uh, who's this? Oh, hang on, Scooch. Hang on. Oh, excuse me. Okay, who is this? Oh, come on, you know me. I'm I'm, I'm trying to place the voice. It sounds familiar, right? But I don't. Come on, just tell me who this is. It's Rad McKinney, you hose munch. Wait, this is Rad McKinney? Yes! Wow. Okay. Oh, that's impressive. Right? Yeah. Um, I, I don't know if everybody knows, uh, <laughs> but, uh, Rad McKinney was one of the biggest names in, uh, I guess what you would call extreme sports. Was. And, um, was one of the early stars of skate of like that kind of exciting kind of skateboarding back with uh, like Tony Hawk and Tony Alva and uh, like Jay Adams uh, and other guys like that. And he was also a uh, a big uh, snowboarder and and a champion uh, BMX rider. <laughs> like you're reading a eulogy what's going on uh-huh well <laughs> i'm not doing a eulogy i'm just trying to give people some context because um you know i mean like no offense rad but it's uh you know I, I guess the it's not like you've been in the spotlight uh for for quite a quite a while here are you nuts i'm out there bigger and badder than ever are you kidding me Oh, okay. Well, I'm, I'm sorry. I mean, I, I really don't follow, um, like all that X Games, uh, stuff. Really. Look, the X Games can go fart on a phone book for all I care, okay? I mean, that thing hasn't been edgy since they banned me from, f for flagrantly yanking my crank during some freestyle vert in 2012. Uh huh. Yeah, and don't get me started on that farging ice hole, Sean White. Sean White. Yes. You you don't like Sean White. Hate. Hate. Are you kidding me? After he slathered pine tar on my snowboard, which caused me to wipe the F out in that first round of slope style, you got to be kidding me. No, that's there's vengeance afoot. Wow. So yes. he, he actually did that to you? Yeah, well, right? I, right? I don't know right. Okay. Well, look, the... Those guys are all jealous of me, the Rad Pack, and the entire Grinders catalog, all right? Uh -huh. They can't deal with it. Okay, well, um, Rad, I gotta say, I, I barely understood any, like, probably like 25% of that last thing you said there. Hey, what can I say? Life moves fast. Grind naked, right? Uh, okay, I mean, did you, you said something about the Rat Pack? wiener out of your ear no i said the rad pack r-a-d okay I'm, i don't like that you don't have to say stuff like that to me i mean but 
Fair enough. Okay, the rad. What what is the rad pack? I can't believe this. You have a pop culture infused sub citizens band radio show for toddlers, and you don't know what the rad pack is. Come on, get in the game. Well, okay, look. Can you just tell me what it is? Okay, the rad pack is my posse. You know, like how Leonardo DiCaprio had the pea posse, and how I don't know Dexy had his Midnight Runners. Um. Okay, that so that's what that that's what the rad pack is. Yes. Uh-huh. Okay, and then you said something about grinders, like a a grinder cat, like a grinders catalog. Catalog, yes. Okay. And what is that? Is that like grinders, like hoagies, like a sandwich shop? I don't know if you heard that. Did you hear that? I heard. I heard the phone. Yeah, it was a phone drop. Okay. Yeah. Oh, so you drop, okay. I, yeah, it was like a mic drop, but with a phone. Yeah. Yeah, keep up. I just don't know how the hell I ended up talking to the most ill-informed pant munch in the history of all radio. Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay. No, you rat-a-dummy. I meant my catalog of Grinders videos. Okay, I don't know what that is. Oh. Wait, what? You've never seen Wedding Grinders? No. What? What is Wedding Grinders? Well, it was the first of my 15 highly successful home videos. Okay. Basically, how, how, it, how it goes is, in that one, mm-hmm. me and the Rad Pack, we went around to 20 different weddings, and we rode our skateboards, our bikes, our unicycles, you name it, and we did all kinds of tricks, real insane-ass hit, right? Yeah. And to us, it wasn't a successful grind unless we took out the wedding cake and at least three groomsmen. Uh-huh. Yeah, if, they, if, if three of them went to the hospital, it was even better. Three. So three. So you, three groomsmen. <laughs> you, so you're basically, you said you went to like, you, you would just like ruin weddings, like 20 weddings? No! Look, those cubicle zeros and their lard-ass relatives will get to say that one of the greatest legends in the history of all sport ground the F out of their weak nuptials. Wait, so this is a video you actually put out? Oh, yeah. Yeah, they're big sellers. Uh-huh. My uh, my man, Sea Dog, he shot all the action. He's really good at catching that stuff. Uh-huh. He's part of the the Rad Pack? He is, yeah. Yeah, okay. he's kind of my second in command. Uh-huh. Yeah. So what are other what other, other videos you've done, Rad? Oh, off the top of my head, uh, subway grinders, uh, taxi cab grinders, opera grinders. High school graduation grinders, what else? Uh, department store grinders, Alcoholics Anonymous meeting grinders, uh, Bikram yoga grinders, Bickering yoga grinders, uh, fashion show runway grinders, tax audit grinders, uh, surgery grinders, that was a great one, crime scene grinders, funeral grinders, uh, State of the Union grinders, what else? Ground beef grinders, uh, grinder grinders. Um, I think the, the most popular one was supermarket grinders. And, uh-huh. uh, yeah, that was big because of the fight. Uh huh. Yeah. The fight. Okay, well, I want to learn more about this fight in supermarket grinders. Yeah. But I want to ask you some of these other ones. Okay. What 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 is what is opera grinders? Well, you know, me and the Rad Pack, we uh, we just we we sneak into that opera. You know, it's a packed house. A very fancy opera house. Grind yeah. our way down the aisles onto the stage, and you know what they say? What? It, it ain't over till the fat lady gets ground. 
So you're gr- so it's you and your crew with your yeah. Yeah. skateboards and BMX bikes. Yeah. And you're just disrupting the opera. No, we're making it better. Uh-huh. Yeah. What was surgery grinders? Uh, same kind of deal, only it takes place in an operating room. Why? So someone... Don't, don't worry. We wash our hands before we do That's it. That's not what I was worried about at all. I'm worried about the person on the operating table. Oh, well, they're out of it. They, you know, they aren't even, even awake. So what rip do they give if they get ground? <laughs> they might, well, I would say they might want to live is part of, is it might be one of the rips that they would give. Well, look, I'm willing to go out on a limb and say that guy who was on that table is still alive or he, he lived for a while. It was a few years ago. Sure. Granted, we we left the uh, the hospital, you know, pronto because the uh, the cops were after us. Mm-hmm. Yeah, hospital police were after us. Okay. Yeah. What is grinder grinders? Well, that one is a sandwich shop thing. Okay. Yeah, you know how they call grind how they call subs grinders in some places. Sure. Yeah, we grind sandwiches. Okay. And you are like riding over them. Oh yeah, yeah. They're pretty much liquefied by the end of the day. Uh-huh. Yeah. Now, okay. And the bonus track on, on that DVD was Soup Grinders because they they turned into soup. Oh, okay. Soup. So you said Supermarket Grinders had a fight in it? Yes. Yeah, yeah. And what was the what was the fight? Well, check it out. See, I was grinding down one of the aisles, and I brushed by this old dude who was, you know, taking forever to, like, pull his canned hash down or whatever the heck he was eating and uh I, I, I brushed hash. by him yeah. and i get to the end of the aisle and i stop to see if sea dog got the shot mm-hmm. and the guy's laying there the old dude uh-huh yeah he's half awake and half out of it you know and i'm looking at him and he's looking at me and he goes help me up and i'll tell you what tom i didn't like that tone one bit so I'm just standing there. Yeah, it, so, it sounds pretty disrespectful. Isn't it? Yes. Because where did he get off buying his canned hash? Yes. It's it's like that old saying that I think is in the Bible, the, the old shall respect the young. That is not in the Bible. I think it is. I think it's in Leviticorn. Oh, okay. So this old guy's laying there. Yes, yeah. And then... You didn't like what he said to you. Yeah. Well, yeah, and so I'm looking at him, and he's looking at me, and he goes, help me up, you GD jackass MF. And I'll tell you what, it was on from there on. Uh-huh. What, yeah. what, what was on? The beatdown. The – wait, I'm, I'm not clear on this. So, so you basically knocked down an old man, and then – you fight him or beat him down? Yeah, I beat him further down. I mean, he was already, what's the word, supine? That means laying down, right? Hang on, hold on a second. Horizontal. Uh-huh. I think it's supine, S-U-P-I-N-E. I want to just go to, okay, this thing's on YouTube. I just got to see a second of this. Oh, jeez. Strap yourself in. Yeah, this is like 
how are you doing to this guy? You're just, you, you're like spinning the wheels. Yeah. In his face. Yeah, yeah. I'm giving him a wheel job. Oh. You like how I do it faster and faster, and then I'll stop, and then I'll, I'll reverse the wheels? Yeah. It, it, it inflicts a different kind of uh, mayhem on, on, on an old man's nose. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. But, but, but in, you know, he got some good shots in, though, didn't he? Look. Well, I'm seeing it, but you're getting much more of the shots in than he is. Oh, but he got me with the heel of his cane at one point, right in my Adam's apple. That hurt for days. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. Did you get in legal trouble for any of this? Oh, yeah. Jeez. Yeah, I spent five months in the hut. Yeah. It's terrible. It really set my career back, and and it made me persona all grotten with Tony Hawk and those other skate drones, and worse, it put me in the hole financially really bad. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, that that's that's too bad. Yeah, but it's it, it's nothing compared to the hole I'm in now. Uh huh. Well, what do you what do you mean by that? Well, that's actually why I'm calling you. Oh, okay, okay. See, last week I attempted my greatest ever stunt. Yeah. What was? Hang gliding off of Mount Newbridge. Wait, what was that? Hang gliding off of Mount Newbridge. Wait, hang hang gliding off of Mount Newbridge. Mm-hmm. Which is like 18,000 feet high. Yeah. yeah. You bet your whittle pickle it is. Ew. Yeah. But let me finish, okay? Don't inter- interrupt me. You're worse than that character Brian Stack did on Conan. Uh-huh. Oh, uh, the the interrupter. Yeah, I thought that was, that was a great bit. What? No, I was talking about the passive-aggressive Viking. I remember that one? I, he'd, I, he'd yeah. annoy his wife by coming home late all the time. I, I don't remember the passive-aggressive Viking. Yeah. They only did it once because Brian cursed. Okay. Yeah, he said, you wet cherry. Yeah, I had to, I had to bleep you on that. Oh, he did? Yeah. yeah. He got in big trouble for that. Uh-huh. Yeah, he, he, he was, he, uh, they made him the office um, coffee boy for a while. Okay. Yeah, and that doesn't mean he gets the coffee. I I kind of don't want to know what it means, though. Uh, well, he does get it, but he doesn't get it. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's in him. <laughs> yeah. So look. Anyway, this was the plan: hang gliding off the peak, landing on my snow bike, doing unholy tricks, and then jumping from the snow bike onto my snowboard, and then boarding the rest of the way down. Uh-huh. Well, that that sounds like absolute insanity. Well, yeah, that's what Governor Christie said, too, yeah. I, I don't know if you saw his emergency uh, press conference when the blizzard hit New Jersey. Did uh-huh. you see that? No, no, I didn't. Well, he made a public plea that I not do my stunt. Really? Yeah, he did, yeah, yeah. He, yeah. he, he asked you not to do it. By name, yeah, but uh, he found out I was doing it somehow, but but there was nothing he could do. Uh-huh. Why is yeah. that? Well, I, I, I had my legal team and my manager, Rupert, look into it, Uh-huh. and my stunt was protected under the Freedom of Spirited Antics Act that Teddy Roosevelt enacted in 1904 so he could eat a rhino. Wait, there's a an act that allows for what? The freedom of spirited antics. Okay, wow. That's how evil Knievel got to do all that stuff. I had no idea. 
Yeah, he was a great American. Uh-huh. Yeah. Great. Uh, I would say he was a great man first. Oh, what? He 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 had he came from very hum, humble, very honest beginnings. <laughs> yeah. He was the pride of Butte, Montana. He sure was, yeah. They loved him there. They did, they did. The women especially loved him because he treated them so well. And I would say the the women loved him, but don't discount the uh the shopkeep owners. Who, oh yes. yes. Who he looked after their businesses. He he did. He did. He protected them. With his own private security force. Yes, and he he was so kind that he actually offered to move someone safe one night. <laughs> he, he sure he, did. Yes, he was a great American. I think he repped America pretty pretty well. He did. Uh huh. So, so Rad, I gotta say, you're talking to me now. Yes. So, I guess I, I guess the congratulations are in order because you uh, you must have pulled this thing off. Oh, well, yeah, 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 yeah. I did. Wait, well, why do you sound so wishy washy all of a sudden? You, I mean. You, you're calling, so you you must have been at least successful. Well, to some de- degree, define right? successful. Uh huh. Well, okay, you did all of those things you said you were going to do. Well, I did hang glide off the peak. Uh huh. Yeah. And then what happened after you uh, did that? And I couldn't jump the plane, fall in the air, getting my snow bike on, and I lost control, got stuck on a ledge. Wait, you got to say that again. I got naked and chugged a pony keg full of beer before getting on my snow bike to start biking down the rest of the mountain, and then I lost control and got stuck on a snow ledge. <laughs> can I, can, um, Rad, can I ask why you uh, decided to get naked and then chug a, pon- a pony keg? Yes, yeah. Full of beer before before getting on your snow bike? Can I ask why you did that? B- because it added another level of radness to my stunt. I'll tell you, being naked on a bike looks way better on video than not being naked. I mean, that's just common sense, Tom. Uh-huh. Okay, well, I'll, I'll have to take your word for it on that. But what, what do you mean when you, you say you lost control and then got stuck on a ledge? Tom... What about that statement is open to interpretation? I lost control of the GD bike and got stuck on the F mountain ledge, all right? Uh-huh. I'll tell you, I'm showing a remarkable restraint here verbally, don't you think? Um, not really. You're... I'm, I'm centering myself pretty hard. Uh-huh. Yeah. Well, you say it's... Okay. Well, if you seem proud of yourself. So, you were... So, you're naked on a mountain ledge. Yes. How on earth did you not freeze to death? And, like, how how did you get off? Hey, never ask a man how he gets off. That's a, that's, that's a personal thing. Oh, <laughs> I'm I, just posting your beat. Yeah, okay, I hate that. <laughs> uh-huh. Well, look, anyway, Sea Dog lowered my clothes down to me, okay? Mm-hmm. And also, I was effing chiffonchade from the beer. So being cold wasn't a damn issue, all right? Mm-hmm. But anyway, how I got off the ledge is where it gets interesting. Okay, good because I got nothing you've said so far has been interesting at all. Wait, what the, did you say? You 
white I fart. Was, I was joking. I'm joking. I was just saying the story's so nuts that it's it's all insane and all interesting. All right. Okay. So how on I'll, earth did you I'll get let you off? Live. How did you get off the ledge? Well, luckily, Sea Dog's cell phone worked up there. I, I have a HUD phone, mm-hmm. and I'll tell you, man, those things those things are terrible, right? And, and I was getting negative bars up there. Negative bars. Yes. Yeah. Okay. You know how you get bars? You know, like the a, a reception. Yeah, yeah. So you were getting ne- so you're making a joke about. No, they actually do that. That's what. So you actually get less than zero bars. You do, yeah. So they go the other way. It goes the other way, yeah. Uh huh. Yeah, yeah. I've never. So look. Anyway, Sea Dog was able to dial nine one one. Mm hmm. And Officer Harrops was able to contact the uh, Mount Newbridge Aryan Rescue Patrol. Uh-huh. But, but the weather was too bad for one of their copters to get up there to where we were. And i got to ask you, isn't it, still, isn't it weird that they still call themselves that and the name has never changed? That is really strange. Yeah. That they're still called the Aryan Rescue Patrol. I, yeah, I don't get it. Yeah. It's weird how some things don't go away. Well, I think what happened was was... Old old man Kern was hedging his bets back at World War Two. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah, I guess I guess it must have been people playing both sides of it I during guess. the good old days of World War Two, like Joe Kennedy. Yeah, uh-huh. <laughs> the so, football player. The I didn't know. Okay. Oh you, oh, you don't remember him? No. He played. He played for the New York Giants, and he he had a Hitler mustache. Uh huh. Yeah. <laughs> remember him? No, I don't. Yeah, Jocelyn Joe Kennedy. I don't. I don't remember him. Yeah, he would um, when he would get the ball. Yeah. he would jostle it between his hands as he was running. Uh huh. Yeah, so he was like bouncing off of each hand. He thought it made him look cool, but all the other players made fun of him because it didn't look cool. It didn't look cool at all. Yeah. That's uh, you know. I guess it was a different era for sport. Back it certainly then. was. Yeah. 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 So you. What happened next? Oh, so they had to call the federal authorities, who then launched, you know, one of those Black Hawk helicopters. Mm-hmm. Those things are huge. Anyway, that came to get our sweet asses down. Oh, my God. That's yes. insane. It is, but, I yeah. mean, I guess at least they rescued you. Um... Wait, wait, they, they didn't actually rescue you? Well, not technically. Well... I, I'm, I'm having a hard time understanding what happened then. Well, when the Black Hawk was hovering above me, mm-hmm. they let this rope down, like a rope ladder. Yeah. And a soldier came down for me, and so he starts to pull me up into the copter, and, and I get up there, and they give me these warm clothes and a blanket. And then we have to come fly back over the mountain to pick up Sea Dog. Yeah. And at this point, I'm feeling really good. You know, I'm super buzzed from the brew, right? Mm-hmm. And, and look... I'm not perfect, okay? I had some Coke in my pants pocket, and so I did a rail, all right? It was just a pick-me-up, just a pick-me-up. I, I don't like the sound of this at all. So, yeah, what 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 ha- what on what happened next? Well, you know those those the what are they called the the legs on the bottom of helicopters? Are, is it called landing gear? Is that what it is? I think it would be landing gear. Yeah. Landing gear. Yeah. yeah. So well. I'm pretty amped at this point, so we we start to hover over Sea Dog, right? And I lowered myself down onto the landing gear, mm-hmm. and I start swinging on the bars. Why? 
I, Why would you? Because they were there. I mean, if I see something I can grind, I grind. That's straight out of the Gettysburg Address. If you can grind, you grind. That's not in the Gettysburg. Oh yeah, he said it. I, you're weirdly up on history. He did. John Wilkes Booth said that. John, John Wilkes Booth did not write the Gettysburg Address. Sure, he did. Uh, Who do you think wrote it? Lincoln. Who? Wait. So oh, you don't know who Lincoln is? No. Oh my God. You are. I know the Big Dipper song, Lincoln. Hey, Mr. Few songs that starts with a bass. It starts with a bump, bump. Dig it, da ding. It's almost like a Connell song. Yeah. It's uh. Hey, hold on, hold on one second. I'm just oh, gonna, sure, sure. I'm just going to pot this down for one second. I'm going to put you on hold oh, for a second. Are you doing pot too? No, I'm not. But just I got to sort one technical thing out, Red. Sure. One second. Who's the Rad? guy? Rad? Who's the guy in Dinosaur that looks like a wizard? Rad. It's not. It's not Rad. That's my name. No, you're Rad. Yes. I just had to sort out a technical thing for a second, Rad. I'm oh. sorry. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I'm just talking to everybody about Dinosaur and Big Dipper. And I'm trying to remember the band that the wizard from Dinosaur produced that was also a three-piece. You want to figure out who the band that the wizard, Jay Maskus is the wizard? That's his name. That's his name. Buffalo Tom? That's, that's their name. That's their name. Yeah. I don't think he's an actual wizard, but oh, yeah, I'm he not. Might be. Well, he okay. It is it's fair to say he might be, but I, I'm pretty sure he isn't. Okay, well, oh, well, let me get back to my story, okay? Yeah, so you were hanging off the rails of the land, like the landing gear. I was, yes, on yeah, the yeah. Black Hawk helicopter. I was, yes, yes. Okay. Yes. So I'm swinging away, and one of the rescuers, he lowers himself down to su subdue me because I'm just going crazy out there, mm -hmm. you know? And we're wrestling, we're wrestling and wrestling, and I'm having a blast. He's not. And somehow his parachute deploys. Oh, my God. Yes, yeah. And the parachute gets caught in the copter blade. Okay. And the copter spins out. Uh-huh. And we land on the mountain. Okay. Yeah. Nobody's hurt, but then all of a sudden you hear this giant rumble behind us. Uh-huh. Yeah. Can can I can I take a guess what it was? Oh, sure, but we'll be here all night because you'll never guess it. Uh-huh. Was it an avalanche? What kind of mystic from another dimension are you? Uh-huh. Well, it doesn't take <laughs> I mean, everything you said is, you know, kind of all signs pointed to it being an avalanche. It doesn't exactly take a, like a rocket scientist to figure that out. <laughs> Crack a phrase book much? Don't sound like you do. It's rocket silence. What? what? It's, it's rocket silence. Rocket? Yeah, this isn't rocket silence. Have you ever heard that, that phrase? No, I've never heard rocket. I, I, I don't even know what rocket silence would be. Oh, well, the quieter the scientist makes his rocket, the smarter the scientist is. Okay. You never... Oh, Jesus. Yeah. I, I, yeah. Okay, well, I... Well, look, so anyway, there's a massive avalanche, okay? Mm -hmm. Oh, my God, the destruction. 
Oh, jeez. Yeah. The Newbridge Ski Resort for the ultra-rich. Yeah. Got swept away. Oh, my God. Yeah, it got swept into three smaller ski resorts, and they formed... This is so sad. They formed what in science is known as a heinous multi-resort snow tsunami. Yeah, there's only been three of them this century. You mean the 21st century? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's actually a, a fair amount of them. It doesn't, it seems. So you're well, saying that the one ski resort. Yeah, the big one. The avalanche rolled down and moved it into. Three smaller ski resorts. Okay. Newbridge Ski Resort for the less rich and, and two others. Yeah, so this, I, 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 I really, this, I cannot believe this happened before. Well, it did. And the reason you don't hear about it, mm-hmm. it's because the media is in the pocket of big snow. In the, what, what big snow? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, they pretty much run everything from November to March. Uh-huh. Yeah. That's yeah, crazy. So anyway, massive destruction. Two of those resorts are still on fire. Jeez. Yeah. Oh my yeah. God. Ooh, so guess who's on the hook for eight hundred large? Uh huh. Wow. So you, you have to pay eight hundred thousand dollars for that damage? <laughs> I wish. No, eight hundred million. <laughs> Eight hundred million dollars. Yeah, I thought I thought one large equaled a million. Uh huh. No, no, I thought it was a thousand. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, yeah. You have no idea how much those Blackhawks cost. Uh huh. They they have fully functioning plumbing in them, fully functioning toilets. They have theater seating. They have they have a theater in there. In, quad, quad stereo. In the Blackhawk helicopters. They do. It's like it's nicer than my house. Yeah. Wow. Oh, hey, speaking of aircraft. Yeah. Did you know that they're, um, you know, um, what do they call them? Uh, kamikazes? A mm-hmm. lot of those kamikaze attacks that they had back in, like, World War War II, those weren't actual kamikaze attacks. They weren't. No, they weren't. What happened was the pilots were so turned on by those paintings of naked women on the sides of American fighter planes. Yeah. That when those those Japanese pilots saw those 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 drawings and those paintings, yeah, they went on these um, cockpit pant rummages and they lost control of their planes. Happened a lot. I you know I actually saw something about that on the History Channel. The That's where I saw it. Yes. Yeah, and it was like the American planes would have like little logos painted on the side. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it would be like of a. A, like a like a bomb dropping or what? But a lot of them had like these like che- cheesecake kind of ladies yeah. on the side, like like yeah. s- sexy ladies. Yeah, and under it it would say "Eat these knockers." Okay, I didn't see that one. Oh, yeah, but, yeah. Um, but that that when dine they, on this tush, Japs. Okay, I didn't see that one either. Um, but they would have those those paintings on them and they were very like extremely distracting to yes very body to the a- enemy and i think i think there was a, a thing where hitler mm-hmm. was working on cuz hitler had a fair amount of like hitler's 
so like the super sub that he was working mm-hmm. on and like the super battleship and yep yep but one of the ones was he had this enormous plane yep that had a portrait like yep on it of one of these like like sexy ladies there was a whole episode for it it was uh i, I think it was called hitler's porno plane right uh-huh yeah that he thought it would have won the war yes for the not that the Nazis would win the war if he got his what they called I don't know if he called it the porno plane yeah but the the uh, Allies I, I think called it that but but do you remember who actually who who painted that though the the painting of, of the woman yeah who he did Hitler yes I mean I knew he was a painter yeah. So Hitler did the painting. He did, yes, yeah, but but um, you must have missed this part. Yeah, he he only he only had this thing flown once because he was embarrassed by it. He just was never great at drawing feet. Uh huh. Yeah. Like he couldn't paint the feet accurately. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. It just didn't it didn't look right to him, and he was he was embarrassed by those feet. Of the the on the porno plane that yeah. he painted. To what? Distract the Allies? Exactly. Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. So his por- that plane, he pulled it down. He did. That was his Spruce Goose. Uh huh. Yeah. So Hitler's Spruce Goose was a porno. Well, I keep calling it that. I it guess- was a porno plane. Okay. All right. We'll get, uh, give it the technical name. Uh, the porno plane. Well, that's not. The technical name. Sure it is. That's you trying to That's do. That's straight up German. Yeah, no. Yeah. Deep porn. Okay. Yeah. Uh huh. Oh, have you seen the man in the high castle? Not yet. Oh, I liked it. You liked it? Yeah, I liked it. Although, you know, it's hard to not know that it's filmed in Canada. Why is that? It just looks like Canada. Uh huh. Like a little yeah, too you... clean. Exactly. Yeah, you keep thinking that, like, they're going to pan over and, like, John Collins or Carl Newman are going to be in the shot. <laughs> just playing like citizens yeah yeah uh-huh or or as themselves as themselves you never know yeah like, like buskers or, okay you know? i thought you meant they could actually accidentally be walking through the shot oh yeah that too or you, mm-hmm. you know they could be working into a scene you know them, them uh just kind of sitting on a corner man can you believe she didn't need me have as much as i needed her to that's one of his songs uh, geez, yes. Which one is that? I think it's called The Body Says No. They okay. rarely play it anymore. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I would worry about, I guess if I was filming something in Canada, I'd be worried that, you know, Todd Fancy would just float oh. by in the background. Uh, can you imagine that? Those those mirror shades in that hat? Like, what is this guy's deal? Especially when you're trying to do a period piece. Right, yes, yeah, exactly. Suddenly, here comes a guy with a guitar case yep. and mirrored shades yep. throwing Baseball off. Baseball jersey, one of the, like, jersey sleeve t-shirts things. Mm-hmm. That, That's like, would have been in, like, a Bad News Bears movie. Exactly, yeah. 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 Oof. Oh, my God. What are we talking about? Oh, um, I guess we're talking about the $800 million oh, yes. you owe. Yes. Uh, yes, I owe that. Yes. That's the reason I'm calling. Are you ready? You strapped in? Oh, yeah, yeah, I'm strapped in. 
I am officially announcing that the money from the Kickstarter to pay for the recording of my album, Grinding My Nads Off, yeah. that money is now going to go to pay for my disaster debt. And I need all of your listeners to pony up and, and frankly, chip in some real money because this is crunch time. Uh-huh. Yeah. Oh, okay. So you want the people in the, you want the public and my listeners. Yes. To pay for the, the enormous debt you brought on your, <laughs> you brought on yourself by just behaving so wild, like so stupidly and irresponsibly. Oh jeepers. Who put Ward Cleaver on the line? Could I have Tom back please? Uh huh. Ward, okay, Ward Cleaver. I'm Remember sorry. Him? Yeah, I do from Leave It to Beaver. Remember that one episode? Which one? When he skinned Eddie Haskell's back. Because because he had played with the garden hose. They only showed it once. Yeah. Because it was just like, if I, 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 Eddie was like running the hose from the Cleaver's house. He was a hose runner, Tom. Yes. He was trying to. He was trying. To, I think he was trying to fill up a thermos. Oh, he was trying to fill something up with something. Uh huh. Well, I think Why? in this case he was just trying to fill a thermos with hose water. Well, if that's what you want to call it. And Ward had a had came, and that was like the final straw for him. It was, and there was some backskinning afoot. It was sick. Yeah. 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 Well, it was. It was. That is. I guess that was what television was. You know, there's some things like that. It's like you ever hear people say. They could never make that now. It's true. Yep. You ever hear like people say like, "Oh, that movie." They could never make that movie now. That's true. Yeah. But yep. I think sometimes people exaggerate with that, but I think this is definitely one of those things. No, it's true. It's that uh, Tron. Uh huh. They could never make Tron now. No. Oh. I mean, for the third time. Oh, for the th- okay. Yeah. Well, because no one wanted to see it anymore. Oh, I loved it. You loved Tron. No, I didn't see it. I didn't yeah. see it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm surprised you didn't do Tron Grinders. Rats, right in this thing. Oh, pen doesn't, it's pens out of ink. Okay. Will you remember this for me and, and, and email me? Tron Grinders? Yeah, yeah, thank you. Sure. Great, great, uh-huh. great, great, great. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, $800 million is an enormous uh, hole to be in. It is. But I guess the only good thing you can take from this is that you guys are safe and sound, you know. And I'm sure the footage that Sea Dog shot is going to be incredible. Oh, no. Sea Dog bought it on the hill. Oh, no. Yeah, I I mean, I assume he did. You know, I mean, his his ass ain't been heard from for days. And uh, actually, I, I, I think they found his frozen elbow wrapped around a dead frozen ox. Uh-huh. Yeah, it was sick. Oh, way more gruesome than that Mother 13 expedition. Remember that? Yeah, that was... Good Lord. That was truly terrible. Yeah, yeah. What's even more terrible than that? Yeah. Is that that dummy sea dog didn't secure the camera and it got crushed under the copter? Uh-huh. Real Bush League maneuver. Okay. So embarrassing. So there's no visual document of me becoming the most damage-inflicting extreme sportsman of all time. It's really frustrating. Uh-huh. Well, I can see how it would be frustrating that after causing $800 million worth of damage that the part you're all twisted about isn't that that almost billion dollars worth of damage or the death of your friend. It's that there's no footage of it. I know. That's really what bums you out, huh? I know. It's terrible. I'm not into it at all. Mm-hmm. 
Wow. Yeah. What can you do, right? Yeah, rad. It's a it's a tricky world. I don't it know what is. to tell you. It is, yeah. Hey, what 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 are you What's going on? What are you doing over there, Rad? Rad? Hey, Rad? Rad? Hey, Rad? Yeah. Uh, what wh- what's going on over there? Uh, just blowing off some steam up here. Mm-hmm. Up here? Up where? Mount Kern. Yeah, it's great up here. No one else around, just me, ten quirkle nugs, and a box of firecrackers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, what what are what are quirkle nugs? Are you serious? Yeah, and you know what? I I don't even care what quirkle. I just please tell me you're not lighting off firecrackers uh, on on a mountain in the winter. Well, well, the answer to question one is quirkle. Well, it's basically sweet indica that feels more like sativa. You know, more of a head high than a body high. <laughs> Definitely not a finger grinding bud. This is full on sticky. Oh, okay. Yeah. And the answer to question B? Yeah. Yes, they're firecrackers. This is still a free country for your information. Bernie Sanders hasn't been elected yet. Uh-huh. Okay. Well, it's neither here nor there, but you're lighting off firecrackers. Aren't you afraid of uh, another avalanche? <laughs> Look, son, no, no offense, but the day I start taking mountain advice from you is the day that I... Oh, no. Rad? Yes. Let me guess what's going on there. Shh. Don't make a sound. I think what happened is some wild mountain beavers must have caused a disturbance up there. So so it's, it's wild mountain beavers. You don't think there's any way that the actual the firecrackers you were lighting. Oh, boy. Here it comes. Brad? my nerves. Hang on. I've earned it, right? Oh. oh, hey, man. You play music on your show, right? Yeah. Yeah, I do. Maybe you can help me with this. I've been looking for this BG song for a while now. I can't find it anywhere. Yeah. It, it, it goes something like this. Oh, girl. Bitch. You hurt me so bad when you said you didn't want to bring another woman into a marriage. Remember that song? That, no, I... Oh, my God, no! 
God. Well, Rad McKinney. It's something else, huh, Mike? I don't know. I think he's dead. I'm going to guess. I'm going to go out on a limb and say I think he died. I think we just heard his death. Ah, oh, the phone number, 201-332-3484. We're going to put this Cohen Brothers list together. But this might spill over into the half hour power a little bit, which we'll do tonight. The best show post show. Unscreened calls. Few things I want to tell you all about. Sharpling and Worcester. We'll be playing live. Where? Where can you see? Where can you see us live? Well, my friends. Saturday, February 27th, Durham, North Carolina, at Motor Co. Tickets are on sale. Go to StereoLaughs.com. L-A-F-F-S dot com slash tour to get your tickets for the Durham show, which is going to be so much fun. I'm telling you this, I believe it's probably the last time we are going to do the version of the show we've been doing for the last year. I think that'll probably be the last place we do it. So if you haven't seen it, that is probably the last place you will see it. Always keeping it fresh. Saturday, February 27th, Durham, North Carolina. And also, the Sasquatch Festival, which runs May 27th to 30th, will be playing in there somewhere. One of the days. It's in uh, Washington State. Sasquatch Festival. Go to SasquatchFestival.com for ticket info on that. StereoLaughs.com is also where you can buy all the Sharpling and Worcester merchandise. We've got posters from our West Coast Swing available now. Signed by Sharpling and Worcester. They are up at StereoLaughs.com. We are selling the remaining stock. I will be shipping out mail orders within the, over the next week. I was sick as a dog. That's why I'm a little I'm behind. Your orders will go out this week. Thank you for being patient. Stereolaughs.com. Buy some stuff, show some love. All right. Who here wants to talk about uh, Coen Brothers movies, Mike? One. Best show. Hi, it's Blake. Blake? Yeah. Hi, Blake. I'm Oakland, California. How are you, Blake? Good, how are you? I'm good. Are you, are you a fan of the Coen Brothers, Blake? Sure. Okay. Can I ask how, how old you are, Blake? I'm 10 years old. You're 10, okay. <laughs> What's going on, Blake? You're in San Francisco? Oakland. Oakland. California. All right. What's going on, Blake? Let's not talk about the Coen Brothers. Tell me what you want to talk about. Um, I was going to ask you, um, do you think you'll ever be on Bob's Burgers? Probably not. 
Uh, I think that ship has sailed. They uh, have given, uh, I guess, you know, Andy Kindler has to do that seventh voice on it. So, um, the God, God forbid he uh, he not he not have seven characters on the show. It's like it's like watching uh, Kind Hearts and Coronets, uh, Andy Kindler production of Kind Hearts and Coronets every week with him uh, doing his uh, his uh, r- range of characters there. Uh, so yeah, that sounds pretty bush. Thank you, Blake. I agree. I don't think we'll be on. Yeah, I think you should be on. No, well, should be on. Of course, of course, we should yeah. be on, but we won't because that's just how it goes, bro. Some people, there's the haves and there's the have-nots. Blake, might be a good time for you to learn about this. Yeah, just get. Yeah. This is all I'm gonna say. Life, you're a, you're a young lad, right? Yeah. What do you want to be? Uh, what, what would? What's one thing you'd like to be when you grow up, Blake? Uh, I want to be a baseball player. Okay. Who's your favorite baseball player? Right now, probably Buster Posey. Okay. And what? 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 what uh, look, you're right in Oakland. You tell me you you don't like the Golden State Warriors? They're not your heroes. Yeah, I like Curry. He's good. Oh, he's yeah. good, huh? Oh, Jeepers! I'm glad. Yeah. I'm glad you glad he passed the test of, of whether he's good or not. Yeah. No, you're seeing something. I'm going to tell you this, bro. What you're seeing them do right now, the Golden State Warriors. Yeah. You're going to tell people your whole life that you were in the Bay Area when that was going down. You're going to yeah. brag about that forever. Yeah. They're making and history. They're who yeah. else? The San Francisco Giants. The San Francisco Giants, yes. You're not an A's yeah. fan? Uh, I was born in San Francisco. Okay. So, so you like the, the Giants more. Yeah. All right. So, but just look. Life, it's got ups and it's got downs. All I'm going to tell you, bro, just enjoy yourself. Just have fun doing th- and do stuff you, you. do stuff you want to do. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. But but you too. but but be a good guy. Don't just think of yourself. Just don't think of yourself, Blake. But also don't not think of yourself. Sometimes you got to think about yourself. Okay. All right. Okay. Is this a little okay. too heavy for you? No, it's good. It's just good. have fun. You're gonna have a you're gonna have a great life. It's awesome. You're in the Bay yeah. Area. There's a lot of cool stuff there. You sound like a cool kid. You like the Thank best you. show? Yeah. Right? What's your favorite part about the show? Uh, probably all the comedy. You like all the comedy? What's your least favorite yeah. part, Mike? AP Mike? Who's your, who's your, what's your least favorite part about the show, Blake? Uh, Mike? Uh, probably when someone takes too long. When someone takes too long, yeah, I know what that's like. You sure it's not Mike? <laughs> just say Mike, Blake. Just say Mike. I'll PayPal you two dollars if you say Mike. <laughs> okay, Mike. Okay. Have have uh, an adult uh, or supervisor uh, send me a PayPal address. I will literally email you two dollars. I, I will pay you. I, I am a man of okay. my word. Okay. 
Okay. Say it one more time and I'll up it to three. Mike. There you go. Okay, buddy. Thanks for the call, Blake. Yeah. Have a good night. Do my shaft design. What's that? Jim at Shaft Design. No, don't say it over the air. Email it. Okay. All right. All right, bye. All right, let's look at this list here. I'm looking over at uh, Twitter. There's some people talking about Coen Brothers movies here, and then uh, I saw one guy, that guy Drennan. You know that guy, Mike? He said, uh, he said there's no way. He said Lou and Davis is one of the worst Coen Brothers movies. That's just straight up s- stupid talk. That ain't smart. You're not a smart guy in that regard, uh, bro. All right, let's look at this list here. Let's say intolerable cruelties last, right? Then, then what's second worst, Mike? Burn After Reading is going to be low on it. Uh, I don't know if I'd put it there. I would maybe say, uh, yeah, that was a pretty bleak uh, back-to-back right there for those dudes. Lady Killers is 15. Well, what, where should, what should be second worst then, Dudio? No, you're insane, the man who wasn't there. Tony Shalhoub in that movie? That's one of the best performances ever. Let's see. Then what's next? 14. What would go 14? Let's do Burn After Reading 14, right? Okay. Then what are we looking at here? Are we putting Blood Simple low just because it's like early... You put that high. It, it's pretty. It's pretty. It's pretty clean. You know what I might put lower is raising Arizona. And that's not one of my favorites. Let's see here. Hudsucker. Yeah, I, I'm going to put Hudsucker proxy. I'm putting that 13. I know there's people who love it, but that's not my scene, man. Um. Then what? True Grit? I, I, I like them all! True Grit, yeah. Okay, True Grit's 12. Then what are we looking at here? I, I'm telling you, I could put... Uh, may, maybe now Man Who Wasn't There has got to enter the picture. That goes 11. Then we're looking at... Uh, I might put uh, Raising Arizona. Uh, I don't know. I, I like. I like. I like. I'm going to put Raising Arizona ten, and uh, Miller's Crossing. Where are we at on that, Mike? Maybe we put Oh Brother. Where I, I, that that one for some reason I, I I didn't like at first, and then warmed up to it later. Maybe we put Old Brother where I thought nine. 
Yeah, that's nine. Barton Fink, eight. Right? No, let's, yeah, but then Miller's Crossing. I'm pu- I'm switching, uh, I'm putting Miller's Crossing, nine. Sorry. Barton Fink, eight. Oh, brother, seven. Um, then Blood Simple, six. Right? See, I got No Country for Old Men too high on this list. That's not one of my favorites. It's one of, yeah, no kidding, it's one of yours. So weirdo going around with a cow puncher, popping people's brains out, and he gets away. This is what I'm doing right here. We got O'Brien. Let's do, uh, let's do, uh, yeah, let's put, I'm, I'm going to move O Brother to, to six and, uh, uh, No Country, old, seven. That leaves one, two. Wait, did I, did I, one, two. Where are we at here? I messed something up. Oh, Tom. I, I should have five left, but I have four left because I gave something to, numbered something twice. I think Blood Simple got numbered. Blood Simple's five. So here's the list so far. Worst to best. Intolerable Cruelty, Lady Killers, Burn After Reading, Hudsucker Proxy, True Grit, Number 11, Man Who Wasn't There. Still feel like that's too low. Getting influenced by the peanut gallery out there. Gotta have some backbone for once in my life. Switch. Raising Arizona is going 11. Man Who Wasn't There is going 10. Um, Raising Arizona, 11. Man Who Wasn't There, 10. Miller's Crossing, 9. Uh, Barton Fink, 8. No Country for Old Men, 7. Oh Brother, 6. Uh, Blood Simple, 5. Yeah, they're all... There's no getting this right, guys. I could come up with a different list a week from now. So we got the, the four. Inside Lewin Davis is four. Fargo's three. Then it's either a se- serious man is two, Big Lebowski one. There you go. How about that, Mike? Thank you, Mike. It's my list. I appreciate it. It's true. Can you bring yours in? Mike's got his own list. Here's Mike's list. Man who wasn't there at the bottom. Oh, okay. So this is... The bottom is Mike goes worst, intolerable cruelty, burn after reading, lady killers, hudsucker proxy, serious man. He's reads, he's seen it once though. You need to see it another time, Mike. Will you watch it this week? Man who wasn't there, oh brother, Barton Fink, Miller's Crossing, True. Then he has Inside Lou and Davis and True Grit, 
Blood Simple, Raising Arizona, No Country, Big Lebowski, Fargo. That's, look, there's no wrong version of it unless you start putting intolerable cruelty at the top. That's the only wrong version of it. And look, I'll say this. Big Lebowski has the dumbest fans now. But you can't let that influence it. I watched it a few months ago, and it's it's just the best. It still is. It's still so great. And you can't you can't let the the you can't let the the the, the dum dums make you doubt how great that is. Just like with Led Zeppelin and these other things. You just because just because the just because it, it, it the Venn diagram overlaps it uh still it's still uh that's top notch stuff man best show uh hey what's up you tell me bro you tell me uh the ceiling I guess whatever else what's that now uh the ceiling. You know what else is up? Literal about it. You want to know what else is up? Your your time on the show. Best show. You're up, Chief. What up? What's going on? Nope, you're not. Best show. Oh, hello. Hi. Hi, I'm I'm Henry from California. Henry from California. What's up? Well, I was just calling actually because. I'm a big fan of the show, but my dad is a huge fan, and he was a little too embarrassed to call, so I figured I would call you up. Are you with him? him? Are you with him? Unfortunately, I was with him up until five minutes ago, and he left. Okay. And what he just I, I will tell you what he wanted to tell you. All right. He knows you've got a thing for the Muppets. Yeah. And it's, he wanted to tell you about his favorite Muppet. Okay. Jeff Lynn from the Electric Light Orchestra. Is according to him his favorite Muppet. Your dad was not going to call and say that. He was, I swear. Well, he wasn't going to call, which is why I called for him. Okay. No, your dad was right in terms of if he said that, he decided not to call with it. You need to trust the wisdom of your father, bro. He wanted to call, I swear. Yeah, but then something inside him, him, something, you know what probably told him to not do it? What told him not to do it? Um, I don't know. This moment. Best show. Hello? Hi. Hey. Hey, can you turn your radio up, please? By all, get get the phone right next to those computer speakers so I can hear what Sorry. I just said again. Sorry. Um. What is everybody on the roof of the parking garage outside the arc light tonight? <laughs> What's up, Chief? Not much. Goodbye then. Best show. Hey, what's up? Uh, not a whole lot. What can I do for you? Um, yo, I just wanted to call. I wanted to contribute to the um, offensive songs. Yeah, like, what do you got, got going on? What do you think's an offensive uh, song? Well, you know, I couldn't really pick one. There's this whole band. Keep it clean, though. Keep it clean. Yes, I will. I will. All right, but anyway, they go. I can't really say their name in the air, but all I'm gonna say is. The first word in the name is anal. Yeah, I knew you were gonna. I, I could have guessed. I knew when you. I swear. I swear. I. I promise you. I am not exaggerating. When you said to me, "What's up, bro?" I knew you were gonna mention a band with the initials AC. 
I just knew it. I could feel <laughs> coming. I could, it's coming off you like an aura. Really? Wow. Yeah. Isn't it great that that's your aura? Well, I guess. Well, we all got to have something in this life. We all hey, got to have something. You know what I'm talking about, right? Oh, I, dude, I said the, you said the A and I said the C. Well, dude, I didn't even know you would know about that band. Well, what do you think? What do you what do you think I'm doing here with music, bro? What do you think I'm doing? You think I'm a well, I'm a ham and egger? You think I'm just some piker? What am I yeah, playing? But, but what like, am I, I playing? What, what what am I playing here? Uh, uh, Jason Mraz? No, no, but I've like, forgotten more about AC than you'll ever know. Get off my phone. Best show. Tom, how's it going? Uh, it's going all right. What can I do for you? Don't you want to know who it is? Um, you know what? No. Best show. Hi. Hello? Hi. Hey, it's Caroline in Brooklyn, Tom. How are you doing? I'm good. How are you, Caroline? I'm fine. I'm sorry. My phone's crummy. No, that's all right. It's like an oasis after that, that run right there. It was like the oh, snow geez. mutants came out, like they like they've been shoveling, and they they just finally went back in and decided to call the best show. <laughs> I have an observation about that that I that just occurred to me. What do you got? So earlier, before you finalized the definitive Cone Brothers ranking, yeah. which I also agree with, fine job. Like what 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 would you, what would you change on it though, Carolyn? For your personal um, I Well, I should say I was surprised at Big Lebowski at number one, even though it's a strong choice. But I would put um, I would put Hug Sucker Proxy maybe a little higher because mm. I think that movie's really funny. Mm. Yeah, I, I just, you know, for some reason that was never my favorite movie. I might even put it lower on the list. Sorry. <laughs> I just, it was never well, my do scene. You. It was never, exactly. Thank you. Whatever. Do you like a serious man? I only saw it the one time, but oh. the one time I saw it, it, it was very striking. Oh, you need to see it again. It's it's really, it's you could. I'm. I think it could be their best movie. Yeah, you're probably right. I just I felt like it was a little over my head, but but if you watch it again, it won't be over your head. You can get it. You get it. Yeah, you get it. Well, tough questions in that movie. Yeah. So what's going on tonight, Carolyn? So something I noticed is I tried to dial in earlier to talk about this very Coen Brothers topic, and I couldn't get through. And then as soon as you stopped talking about it, all these, like, gray paint dudes just sort of, it's like you said, they kind of crawled back into their shoebox, and, you know, that was it. Just that, uh, something I noticed. That wasn't even gray paint. I wish, those guys, look, I'm <laughs> glad they were interested. I'll take them being interesting over... Over just straight up snoozes. Yeah. The, the straight up snoozes are the ones, cause that's actually like not a, that's not a good show then when, when they call. But at least these yeah. guys were giving me something to, to do with, but that was just, it just wasn't making a whole lot of sense. One guy, my dad would have said that Jeff Lynn was his favorite Muppet, but he didn't call. And then another guy's doubting, you can't believe I heard of a band with the initials AC. And I just, just, uh, I, I don't know what's going on here. I, I have a tough question for you, but oh, you may have already answered it. Let's hear it. 
is which is which is worse to be like punishingly weird just for weird sake or to just have nothing going on at all like if you were cursed by the devil to choose one of the two what would you pick i would i would pick i'd rather have nothing going on than be punishingly weird hmm. even though punishingly weird is something over nothing but you can't have something without nothing There can yeah, be no pun. Look, we're talking about the same coin, Carolyn. One side is just some 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 blob of gray paint putting everyone to sleep, and the other side is the 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 person who is not nearly as interesting as they think they are. And but yeah. they're but they're but their 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 quirks are not quirks, but they think that they're quirks. Is that what you're talking yeah, about? Totally. It's the calculating nature of it. I guess it's better to be so offensive that you're invisible or so inoffensive that you're invisible than to be, uh, you know, needlessly annoying. I think so. Thank God we're perfect, though, right? <laughs> Says you. <laughs> well, thank you. I'm going to uh, I'm going to move along here. I have 10 minutes left in the show. All right. Have have a great time. I am. Thank you for the call. Bye. Did you see this? Uh, look, we'll keep talking about the most offensive song ever. That's gonna be. That's gonna take up a lot of time. These big questions, we can't answer them all in one show. I realize that now. It was a, a fool's errand to think this could be done in one show was foolhardy at best. But we'll get to it. Let's just say I got it queued up, what I think the most offensive song is. Should I play a little bit of it, Mike? Let's take a listen to what I think the most offensive song in history is. song is basically it's like it's like it's 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 one of the bad bad Leroy Brown from the south side of Chicago and he drives like an here let me look. 
He drives, what does he drive, Mike? A Continental? It's like, what is, what is that supposed to be? Other than a portrait of hate and fear. Fear-mongering. Of, 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 uh, of a person of color. Bad, bad Leroy Brown. Like, Come on, Jim Croce. I expected so much more of you. You wrote one of the greatest songs ever. I got a name. Right, Mike? You know that song? I do that song at karaoke. Yeah, pretty, pretty much I got that one locked down. Nobody's coming anywhere near that one. Oh, good. Here comes the, uh, here comes the, thank you. Middle of the road, Dougald, uh, is, is a smart guy. And he said it's MOR race baiting. Yes, that's what it is. It's like adult contemporary, uh, hate speech. It's, it's really, really, uh, come on. Come on, Croce. This is what made people switch to Chapin. This is what made people... Not not into it, man. That stand... Now, everybody, for the next week, listen to that. And look, we've already talked about Gary Puckett and the union gap. How, uh... How, uh, that, that song... Young girl, get out of my mind. Get out of my mind. So it's, it's his, he's admitting right off the top, it's his problem. My love for you is way out of line. Better run, girl. He's telling her to run. You're much too young, girl. That one's creepy. That one's skin crawling. But bad, bad Leroy Brown is like a portrait of hate. Creating like a mo- a monster to, to be feared on the south side of Chicago. He's badder than old King Kong. Okay. Not too loaded. Croce. You bum. You blew it, Croce. You had it, you had me with some of these songs. Look. Look at these, look at these songs. I'll take some of these songs on this Jim Croce greatest hits. You don't mess around with Jim. I like that one. Operator. That's a good song. I got a name. That's the best song. Time in a bottle. Yeah, I don't know. I'll have to say I love you in a song. That's a nice song. He's got some good songs, but he had his his one portrait of hate. Best show. Hey, this is Chris in St. Pete. Chris in St. Pete. Now, when you say St. Pete, are you talking about where now? I'm in Florida. In Florida. St. Petersburg, Florida? St. Pete. St. Petersburg, that's it. And what's what's the deal down there? 
Well, I called in to share an offensive song. All right, let's hear it. All right, well, it uh, it got kind of revealed to me through my friend singing at karaoke, which yeah. I think happens often, like you don't really know the words of things until they're, you know, on the screen. Yeah, yeah. And uh, they sang uh, Crash by Dave Matthews Band. Mm-hmm. And uh, that song's, uh, you know, it's a, it's about a peeper. It is? Yeah. Let me check the, the words. The song out. ends with... With uh, with uh, Dave Matthews saying, uh, by basically, I'm staring at you through a window, and I like the way it looks. All right, hold on, hold super, on. super creepy. Okay, bro. Well, what's your name again? Chris. Chris. I just want to check this out. Hold on. This is the final, the final parts of that song. Oh, you, you, oh, and you come crash into me, baby, and I come into you. Oh, okay. Hike up your skirt a little, ugh, a little more, and show the world to me. Hike up your skirt a little more and show your okay, that, your world to me. In a boy's dream. Now the final thing. Oh, I watch you there through the window. Yeah. And I stare at you. You wear nothing, but you wear it so well. Tied up and twisted, the way I like to be. This. Uh, but, but you 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 hit the nail on the head with this one. You you put one right. That we're looking at a a, a a a serious man, Big Lebowski situation here, with <laughs> "Crash Into Me" by Dave Matthews Band. And but the thing with this song is like, like bad bad Leroy Brown is like jaunty racist racism, right? This right. Dave Matthews song is supposed to be like, that's the one. Is like, oh, come crash. Into me. Isn't that how that one goes? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but it's so ubiquitous. It's, it was everywhere like yeah. you know, 15 years ago and so tame it seemed. <laughs> but, uh, how did this, how did, this, it's the first one that comes up on, on YouTube. When you oh, type in just, Dave it's Matthews, like it's the, the first. Hit. Yeah. But if you, I, I did like, so that those lyrics really bothered me and I did a little more digging and, uh, yeah. and he's got like, Allegedly, interviews where he's like, "Yeah, you know, it's better than an arrest. It's about peeping. He's into it." Oh my god! Yeah, Dave Matthews is a straight-up peeper. Is what you're saying? King peeper. He's a king. So he's like, <laughs> would he like lead his audience? Would they like leave like the PNC Art Center <laughs> just to start peeping? <laughs> Oh, come people. And that singing style, where'd that come from? Oh, I don't know. I can't track it. Oh, you got your long, you like, it's like, sounds like he's auditioning for The Revenant 2, right? <laughs> Did you see The Revenant? I have not. I, I felt like it would be too long uh, for, for what it was for me. Oh, it is. So I... <laughs> but yeah to sit in the theater I, yeah i couldn't uh, thanks bro I couldn't I do it. great call thanks bud thank best show hey i just wanted to point i'm sorry yeah what i just wanted to point out that the first two syllables are uh jim crow of uh jim crochy wow that that is 
pretty nuts. Yeah. And I'd also like to say, as far as offensive music goes, I always found, as a Jewish guy, I thought um, Bob Dylan putting on, like, uh, weird folk music whiteface for his folk music was a little offensive. I wish he would stuck to his roots and, you know. Okay. Like you, you so that music is you don't think that that a, a Jewish person has access to that music? Um, I don't think he did. Okay, yeah, I don't know. Anyway, I'm all right. I gotta go. Thank you. <laughs> Okay, I gotta go. Thank you. That's a good way to end it. I like, I like, I like that guy's style. He got out. He got out, Mike. We could all learn a little something from that guy. He was coming to crash into, into the land of bad calls. So, basically, let's say that the best show is gonna end now. Next week, we'll talk more about the worst songs, and we can also talk more about the uh, the, the big questions you might have. That can be an ongoing thing, because the answers just don't come that quickly. The answers just don't come that quickly. We'll talk more about that as, as the days go on. And remember... Stereolaughs.com slash tour for all the tour information. Durham show. The end of, uh, the end of February at Motorco. Don't miss it. Probably the last time we're doing that live show that, uh, we've been doing. Sasquatch. You get posters. We have the West Coast posters from the summer designed by Jeff T. Owens, who you can't go wrong. Go over to My Metal Hand and look at his stuff. Jeff's, Jeff's the artist who did all the stuff for the Best Show website. What a great guy. And what a great artist. I got Jeff Owens to come crashing to me. Who wanted that? How did that become so huge? You gotta be lit, man, to, to, Dave Matthews is like baseball and Jimmy Buffett. You gotta be drunk to be into it. Like, to actually sit there and listen to it? You gotta be drunk. There's no way you can hear that stuff straight, right? You gotta be in the PNC Art Center parking lot, bombed out of your gourd, throwing up, and wondering whether you're even going to go into the show because you're so drunk. <laughs> All right. Best show will be back next week. Also, best show stick. Oh, how could I ever forget this week? Monday, February 8th. Everybody in New York City, you get your pens out. You write this down. 
Monday, February 8th at 9.30 p.m. at the UCB Theater, Chelsea. Monaco at UCB Maud Night. Featuring, that's right, my boy, Dudio. It's going to be bringing it that night. Right? Yeah. What is this show? A new sketch show, and you're performing in it. You can meet Jason at it, and uh, don't don't bother him during the show, of course. Don't ask, like, um, information about mic placement or or just levels and things. Like, like he'll come out as a character, and then you're saying, like, uh, Hey, uh, yeah, I do a podcast, and... Uh, I'm just having some problems with the uh, stuff kind of being uh, kind of overloaded, like having a hard time with the level spiking. Uh, any help you can give me with that, Dudio? And he'll be like, I'm a mailman right now. Or whatever character he's going to be. And also, Jason's a funny guy. You should go see him. Do it. All right, everybody. Best show will be back next week. And... We're going to do the half hour power in a couple minutes. So call up the best show post show. 30 minutes of unscreened calls coming up next. Going to end the show on a special note with a song by my bro, Kurt Vile. He wrote a song called Get Ready For It, Mike. It was going to drive you up the wall because for once something makes me look good. It's called Red Apples for Tom Sharpling. That's right. He wrote a song named after me. Did you know that? Red Apples for Tom Sharpling. It's on a great series that uh, Three Lobed Records put out, which I'm going to tell you about right now. It's um these parallelogram releases where they're two-sided uh, LPs. Uh, his, Kurt's is, uh, it's Kurt on one side and Steve Gunn on the other side. It's split albums. There's also, uh, Yola Tango has one with Bardo Pond and, uh, who else? Six Organs of Admittance and William Tyler have one. There's five, five of them, I think, all together. Three Lobed Records is a great label and we're going to check something out by them, by Kurt Vile right now and say goodnight and get ready for the half hour power. See you next week.